Hello, everybody, and welcome to Unpaid and Underrated. This is episode 38. We are tuning in live, joined by Big Keith, who, man, does not have his orange glasses, doesn't have a beard. So we are joined by Big Keith's younger baby brother. (laughs) Hello, hello. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, we are joined by uh, Swim Hack this week. Open up. All right. So, um, Keith, what do you got for us this week? Oh. Oh, no. I was just, uh, ever, I just turned oh. up the volume there. Sorry. Uh, oh. 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 Yeah. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> uh, drinking. Let's, uh, the, the, the first, uh, segment as we always try to get into is what are you drinking? Um, I'm going to kick it off, I guess. So, hop water again, uh, but blood orange. So, I know we had some. Wasn't there, wasn't there some blood orange topic the other day about the actual fruit blood orange, which I've still never had, but the the blood orange chop water is enjoyable. I am a fan. Well, I I just cracked Keith's because it's that time of the day. Uh, I do have a sparkling water, but it's warm, so I want to give it some time to get piping hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is um, one that it's one of those weird ones that my wife purchased that I have asked her to never purchase again. So it's it's a bunch of botany flavors like lavender and juniper and all those things I normally like. So if I crack it and I make a silly face, you know that's what I'm drinking. <laughs> what about you, uh, right. Swim Hack? What you got? All right, so I've got uh, uh, hold it, of course. I've got a uh, sparkling fresh sugar. Sugar plum apple cider. Ooh. I'm a, a big fan of apple ciders. Uh, when we were traveling a couple years back in Washington. Uh, we stayed at a hotel in uh, across the river there, and uh, they had some some warm apple cider out in the evenings, and we would go down there and just fill up like <laughs> as many cups as we can. And so I've been looking for that perfect flavor ever since, and that's not it, but. It's pretty good. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, sugar plum isn't one of those things that I'm like, you know what? I can't <laughs> wait to have sugar plum. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I know what a sugar plum would taste like. I don't I don't know. Apple and apple, apple cider is definitely an acquired taste. I feel uh, like I, it has to be like like a pumpkin patch or something, and like nice fall weather. I think for me to really want to dive into that, but we did appreciate rocking out the OG drink spotter. That's uh, not too many people uh, go through the effort of bringing that in from the gym. It's only like ten feet, so oh, I work really hard for it. <laughs> Can't beat it. Well, he, uh, he's, he's definitely putting us to shame there. Uh, the tonight, he's uh, showing off the guns, wearing a uh, what, what? 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 Which tank top is that there? The old bench heavy. Bench heavy. Yeah. One of the one of the OG gray black uh, bench heavy tanks. I love that. Uh, yep. In, in in honor of uh, you know the. The the total specialist uh big big James I'm wearing the bench heavy shirt also uh in the the blue t shirt oh and he's rocking oh we got some shorts OG live shorts. shorts the OG yeah. shorts yep I love it uh I pulled out uh, a blast from the past I've got the uh, lift hard live evil uh, oh, yeah, collaboration yeah. going um again as mentioned every week I'm just running out of shirts that fit so I remember mm-hmm. this one had a bit of a bigger blank so. This is the one I'm wearing today. <laughs> so I'm curious if you guys' closet looks the same as mine. <laughs> Literally every other shirt belongs in a Massonomics gym. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah. It's part of the reason for this segment is to see how many times we can all like pull something that's different or older out. And uh, I'm actually going through and pulling out all the smalls because I, I don't fit into small t-shirts anymore. But when Keep I first... Mediums. 
Yeah, when I first joined Massonomics, I was a small, and then I was a medium, and now I'm a large, and now those are starting to get a little small, so I was going through some of those, and I'm really sad to say that my Get a Grip shirt is on the chopping block, and that's one of my favorite shirts. Yeah, that that one's got... Well, it's going to go in a bag, because eventually I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to, like, not keep being big. I'm going to go back to being a little smaller, so we're going to keep those shirts, but... sure. <laughs> sure yeah. the pursuit of that strength a, it'll end one day but that is a running <laughs> that is a running uh segment and trend james is uh i think everyone pretty much has at least two two full wardrobes of massonomic shirts in different sizes some of us three i'm not sure if anyone's mentioned i think someone did say they had like they were actually up to four separate sizes but uh i'm I'm at three personally I, there's yeah there's multiple shirts that i have and that i have duplicates of and a couple that i have triplicates of it's just like oh god well that's the massonomics yeah. effect isn't it yeah, but you That's know, it. you want to rep the boys, so you gotta, you know, basically, I have enough uh, gear to wear massonomic stuff at my three different uh, sizes that I've been in the last five years. So, well, you you join when you're small, and then you yeah. learn how to get strong, stay strong, and use your you strength. Yep. So now you're getting once, a lot bigger, right? Like, once, I was, go ahead. Well, once you join, you automatically become big. So, I mean, that's yep. that's that's part of the problem. Yeah, there's I, no, no get away on that. I was uh, I put it out there the other day. I bought the uh, the kids shirt for my daughter. Yeah, and I put her in the Massonomics shirt. We went out for st- I went out for steak, and I brought her and my family with me. And we got her what she normally eats, which is chicken nuggets and fries. Right? She wanted nothing to do with the chicken nuggets and fries. She only wanted to eat my steak. <laughs> so I ended up having to cut up my steak, and she's going mo 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 because she's two, right? That's how she says more. And then the next morning, okay, honey, here's your toast with cream cheese and your berries and then she goes mo daddy because i'm eating baked beans and bacon and eggs and she wants my high protein dinner or breakfast so i see which is the massonomics effect guys like you you put their shirt on and they're like well now i gotta get bigger so saga (laughs) my two-year-old is like well no now it's time to get bigger i wore the shirt let's go (laughs) no i am glad you specified that that she says that specifically because she's a two-year-old and not because she's canadian because i never really know you know (laughs) when there's uh so just for clarity james uh i i am big keith i think i've mostly been the one talking to you on the instagram uh and then joe uh, so i'm in rochester new york and joey is in uh we can't one where uh ontario which yeah there you go <laughs> okay. Oh, the city for, of for so, the, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of Canadian. Just you, him and I live like three hours apart, but it's like completely different worlds. It feels like sometimes with the uh, the dialect and what we call stuff. So there's always a lot of uh, chuckles with that. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> uh, so I guess we can let's go to the uh, stealing topic since we were talking about what what, what we're wearing. Everyone saw the two companies in the last couple of days that came out with some uh, fraudulent you know, designs that were clearly something that Tommy had made up in the last several years and they plastered on their own shit. And, uh, you know, we've been having some fun with that, trying to, uh, trying to get a response from them or to get them to acknowledge it or to, you know, get them to take accountability. And then basically all they're doing is deleting comments and locking, uh, uh locking the ability to even comment on posts. So that's kind of some Bush league bullshit. And I don't know, do not support companies that do that, but it has been fun having a common enemy. Yeah. You get the whole crew on them and the whole Massonomics team. It's over. That oh yeah, and we and we went after them hard. And uh, yeah. even even my wife went looking at them. Uh, so apparently, Iron Panda, she says, is either AI or not Canadian. She's like that company either d- doesn't exist or they don't speak English. 
So Iron Panda stealing. I, I'm going to name names. Normally, I don't name names on this podcast, but I'm naming names. Um, they stole the ouch, everything hurts. And all they literally did was just remove the word Massonomics. Yeah, it's just exactly the same. Like they stole that shirt to a T. And I like I I think they didn't know what they were doing. I think it's AI. I think they're not a real company. They're just like a quick buck t shirt manufacturer. Uh but the other one just going out there and stealing images. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, she said most of their stuff was stolen, right? Lived heavy like they all of their stuff is just a variation of standard gym shirts. Right, like oh, caffeine, drink coffee, lift heavy, oh, like that AI kind of stuff, system. right? Yeah. Um, but the other guys, that's the they they stole the weekend warrior, and they they yeah. not only stole it, like they they stole it in a really weird way. Those guys are not AI; those guys are real, and yeah, no. something tells me they knew what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. I uh, so they're actually based out of Rochester, supposedly. Like I head on I'm, over. I make well, no. So I'm yeah, like. Right? And they're supposed to be like a fitnessy kind of related clothing company. How, uh, if that was true, like I am extremely deep into the powerlifting community. I'm dabbling in the strongman community. I know bodybuilders. I don't really know. Sh- I mean, well, even the even the even the powerlifting gym that I'm like f- friends with, like they have CrossFit there too. So, like for me to have never heard of this company whatsoever, <laughs> and they're based out of Rochester, New York, where I live, and they supposedly have eighty thousand real followers. Dude, they got to be buying bots left and right because that's just bullshit. Because I, I specifically looked at who's following them because I'm, I'm friends with like at least, a, you know, 500 local community lifters or people that are in fitness in my hometown and like three people follow them. So like there's no way that they're like a legit like there's no way they're an 80,000 follower company like they would in, have a bigger local presence if those were real people. In other words, do you know who Keith is? <laughs> Does anybody really? <laughs> like, did you just pull it? Do you know who I am on this no, podcast? In the in the small lifting community of my city that I've been a part of for a decade, yeah, like I would know who they are. <laughs> so I just found that very, very hinky. Um, and Tanner did share with me hinky. Oh, okay. Not, 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 not kinky. I swear oh, you said oh, kinky. Pinky, like pinky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pinky, hinky, kinky is all the same. Janky. Uh, but, but, but Tanner did show me a screenshot of like he did reach out to him. Uh, the t- the Tango Charlie when they did say, "Oh, sorry, we 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 weren't aware of you or something to that extent." And then Tanner was kind of like, "Okay, well now that you are, what are you going to do about it?" And then it's just you know left on red. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to respond. And then they just started locking all their posts after that. So I'm excited. I mean as whatever if, if they want to like actually do do right by good for them and you know we, we won't even talk about it next week but i'm really excited for a few days to go by when they when tanner and tommy record next week if it hasn't been resolved yet they're gonna really lay into them i bet so that'll be a fun <laughs> lesson because i don't know it is not it's like it's like it's 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 like borderline bullying but it's not because like you know you fucked up so it's you, just you, right you called out on it yeah like yeah, but yeah. It's, it's nice We're to get sensitive up. now yeah i mean i'm, I'm not a it's kind of fun to be part of the mob mentality when it's like you, when you're actually doing something for, for good, good and, like for right. Yeah. yeah. You're protecting your friends. So I don't, I get it. I get a kick out of that, but yeah. enough about those scumbags. Um, <laughs> I guess some sad news. To- rest in peace, Toby Keith or rest Toby. in peace, Mr. Toby Keith. That was, that was a hard one. Rest in peace, Toby Keith. Yep. yep you did, you yeah. nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a rough one tonight. But no, that 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 one hit hard. I think I, I I said it on somewhere. Either I I think I commented like, you know, so just a celebrity death every month. But that was man, that one, 
that one hit hard. That was uh one of my first like I remember like actually having having a like a cassette tape or something and like actually having his music as a kid and like replaying a, a couple of those CDs or cassettes. You know, it was just he was a very instrumental part of my music listening for like a decade from like you know early nineties to early two thousands kind of thing. So that was very sad. So what was it? It was cancer. Uh yeah, which cancer? It was uh. Stomach? So I think, I, yeah, I believe I don't. Yeah. And seeing some pictures of him in his like more recent pictures, too, it was pretty sad to just how yeah, like small of a man, small, small of a man he had gotten to be. Uh, but, yeah, that was tough. Uh, any thoughts, Joey, as, the, as our local musician fan? No, um, I, I'm not uh, typically a Toby Keith fan. For me, he falls into the um, the new era of country that I don't necessarily enjoy. Yeah. That's not to say, you know, I love this bar wasn't a good song, um, but it, it Toby Keith was just never in that realm of country that I I reached out for. So I don't have a lot of thoughts on that one. His um, early stuff, I feel, was a little like there was like a like a like a five year period. He like, there was like two or three albums before he, you know, mm-hmm. the early two thousands when he just started like driving around. I think whatever the one where it was like had a, a yellow Hummer on like the in the video or on the album. I was like, all right, I kind of distance myself a little bit from him from them but his his really early stuff i i definitely enjoyed sorry to kind yeah. of cut you off there and for me to like know the name obviously i know who he is he's iconic to country music it's not to say that you know i don't like toby keith it just isn't on my radar but i do appreciate obviously the impact he's had on a lot of people in the crew and in country music good all right what else we got uh did anybody get a chance to watch the massonomics youtube video I tried uh, the bars. Yeah, the barbell one. I thought that was pretty. What did you guys? That's pretty entertaining it? and informative. You're a, you're a big home gym barbell fan. So did anything anything stick out to you of like, oh that that that's a bar I don't have. Maybe I should get that or uh, anything like that. Well, I know I don't have any Olympic lifting bars for sure. That's true. Just don't perform many of those lifts. Uh, I started before I started powerlifting. I was doing a little more strongman, uh, kind of a gym bro lifts. And I would do clean and press and things like that, but nothing like clean and jerk or uh, strict um, technic technical lifts like you know mm-hmm. Olympic lifts. So, but that's the that's the one thing that I definitely saw. I didn't watch the whole video all the way through either. So I got about three quarters of the way through, and I was had to go pick up my kids and stuff. So sometimes I <laughs> got to cut them short. It is that's three quarters more than ninety percent of our guests, and sometimes my co-host <laughs> ever get. I'm I'm basically the the running trend is I, I've. I watched ninety nine point nine percent of the YouTube videos. With I think last week actually maybe being the exception because it was just uh it was snippets of the Chicken Bake podcast. Basically, I was like, all right, I I, I, don't, I don't need to watch this one. Sorry, guys. Like I I listen to the podcast twice pretty much, so I'm good. Uh, but yeah, I pretty much consume all that and in the driving force. I'm talking about that, but uh, I, I'm still in general though. Have you been able to have you caught a handful of their stuff over the last year or so? Since I mean they they've had to be popping up on your YouTube feed significantly more now than they did in you know twenty two. Sure, sure. No, I definitely click on them and, and watch a good good portion of them every week. So awesome. Try awesome. to stay up with everything, and that it, I feel like even though being part of like the original crew, it's hard to stay up with all the things, the changes, <laughs> yeah. and it's almost yeah. like you feel like did I, I did I miss something? What's going on here? And it's something that's like from fifty six episodes ago that maybe that particular one I was tuned out or whatever. I just didn't quite pick up on whatever the joke was, and then that joke reoccurs, and I'm like. Even know what the world's going on so i tend to want to listen very very carefully to everything so i can retain all the inside jokes and all the different puns and stuff so oh that that makes me so happy i have definitely 
been guilty of like i mean i'm extremely like this is like my you know it's like one of like the three things that i'm like obsessed about essentially is like massonomics and massonomics world stuff and like I'll catch myself sometimes being like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And then I'll get kind of <laughs> drugged by people. They're like, how do how do you not know what we're talking about? Uh, you of all I, people. I, I don't. I don't. How did I miss that? The same thing. Like you miss it one week and then you just glaze over it the next time you hear it. And uh, it just doesn't. Uh, I don't know. It just doesn't register. It's that and the fact that the culture, the Masonomics culture is built around just idiotic puns that can <laughs> blossom from. Yeah, you know, right now, and then all of a sudden, it's something really, really big, and we're all having fun with it. I mean, it doesn't have to be something that was thought out or scripted or anything like that. And that's that's the beauty of it is it just things just happen, and you're like, wow, that really can can build a big following because everybody can get on board, have a Absolutely. similar. Uh, Absolutely, uh, I I did so I I left work early today because I have not been feeling good. So I spent most of my day napping on the couch or on in the bed. So when the when it launched, I thought, okay, I'm going to watch this so I can be prepared for tonight's recording. Um, and then my daughter, like I said, two years old, she decides she's got my phone and she's watching a video on it. So she comes in and she lays on my chest and she's holding the the phone up as she's laying on my chest. Doesn't she drop the phone on her face? Ooh. While I'm trying to watch the Massonomics YouTube video. So naturally everything got put on hold because of a screaming kid who's now betrayed by the phone in her hand. Yeah. So I did not get all the way through it, but I did get to have a good laugh. And in, in, as she goes crying to my wife, Morgan goes, what's what happened? What's the matter? And I'm like, well, somebody was laying on her back, holding the phone above her face and well, gravity <laughs> took hold. And then that got us both in a laughing fit, which is not nice to my daughter, but at the same time, you live, you learn, kid. <laughs> yep. I did that so many times. My wife was like, yeah, you get a pop socket. Basically, I, you hold your fingers in the back. And I have a pop socket a now. Yeah, I have a pop socket for that reason now, just because I got sick of I got sick of my finger having an indent from resting the phone on my pinky finger while I hold it. Yeah, I, I had a pop socket for probably a good year or so, and I've recently gotten a uh, an AI recorder for the back of my phone. So when I'm on business phone calls, it will actually record and then give you a summary of what I was talking about and kind of action items, and really some, some cool stuff. Uh, it helps with meetings. Uh, we did a big presentation the other day with a new partnership that I've got. I took this, uh, it's called the Plod AI or Plod Note. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, it attaches magnetically to the back of the to the phone and it picks up any of the, the sound in the room and then it'll send it to ChatGPT for, summary and transcripts and uh, mind maps and things like that. So it's pretty cool. That is crazy. That's, so it literally gives you like it gives you cliff notes of your own conversation or even yeah. like more verbatim than even cliff notes. That's that's gotta be pretty uh valuable. Because like especially if you're you know, there's times I even know like even just doing this, we'll you know, we we'll record for two hours and like I'm trying to think the next week because I like to put up like like some poll questions when people listen to it just so they can like kind of vote on stuff. And I'm like, what the hell did we talk about? So then I'll have to go back and like reference our show notes. And then I'm like, I know we talked about so much more funny stuff than this, but I can't remember it unless I, you know, invest another two hours a week to listen to the podcast. It's like the only time I can. It's the only way I feel like I can even interact uh, with the people that are freshly listening to it because like it's been a week, man. I don't I, I don't know. Like we were I know. on Thursday. <laughs> Somebody, I think one of the Daves was like, Joe, are you talking about this? And I was like, I don't know. Was I like, <laughs> that was a week ago, dude. I don't remember that conversation. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, that's, that's what I, I try to use it for 
that when I can, just because I don't want to be sitting there listening, you know, uh, recording every phone call or conversation I have. But, um, you know, if I'm sitting there having a, a pretty lengthy business conversation, there could be a lot of aspects that are going on there that I'm not picking up on. And this thing picks it up, translates it. And I can read it two hours later after the meeting go, I had no idea that's what they were talking about. And it just mm-hmm. makes sense now. And I can yeah, even smart. you know ask questions against it and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. We're going to get lucky, I think, because Apple's going to start transcribing for us. Um, so we will have yeah. transcriptions after we post. And then eventually, I think Apple's also going to help us upload to YouTube. So. Oh, you mean, the, you mean the podcast? I thought you meant like yeah. we, like all humans are going to get their stuff transcribed. Yeah, at first so I thought we were talking about like iPhone or something. Do a like in general? No, I, I was talking I was about like, wait, just what? the podcast transcriptions. Yeah. Oh. I know I get Apple. some text messages from Apple. I have Android, so don't kill me if you all are Apple people. <laughs> But um, I, I'll get text messages uh, through iPhone uh, to my Android. It will actually have an option to transcribe it. I'm like, heck yeah, I'll just sit there and read that. You know, I'll, I'll not transcribe it, but it'll like turn it into audio. Oh, um, I gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, voice to text or text to voice or whatever. Yeah. That's dope. Which is funny because like when I get a voicemail, I don't want to listen to it. I just want to read Hell the transcript no. of it. Hell like, no. Hey, what, are the, what are the bullet points from this? From this uh, if you phone me. And you get my voicemail. It's literally me don't, going, don't it is 2023. Don't leave a message. Just text me and I'll call you back. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. listen to this. I'm telling you that right now. Half the time it's Hi, we have a great deal for you from this furniture company. Are you getting off your list? Yep. I get scammers all the time and I have fun with them too. Uh, they call me up. Well, the wife and I typically were like, "Oh, hold on, let's get this, and we'll answer it." And we'll, they'll start asking us like you know, for car insurance or whatever it is, or extended warranty. And uh, we'll say like we have a 2002 horse and buggy or 19, you know, 01 space shuttle or whatever, anything <laughs> stupid. And then they end up hanging up because they're like, "I waste my time with this." Oh, I get it. so up here we get um, that our social insurance number has been compromised. And in order to avoid arrest, we need to get on the phone and talk to somebody. So I'll get on the phone and I'll pick it up as Christopher Walken or I'll pick it up as Bane or I'll just start doing like silly voices. I'll tell them my, yeah, all the time. My postal code is L-O-L-O-L-O, right? And they're they're Googling it as they're chatting. And they're like, oh, nice try, buddy. And they hang up on me. So, but I've also learned that the more you pick up, the more that gets you auto dialed again. So I just, I just. and this this will be a perfect example of canadian versus american lingo because joey just said social Social insurance social insurance number what what, what would you call it yeah you guys have a social security number i think yes yeah yeah ours is security they call it insurance interesting yeah ours is a sin card interesting yeah and you uh, you never give it out ever 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 up here in canada yeah. yeah never you never give that to anybody and if somebody asks for it you slap them in the mouth Right. Yeah, outside, so like outside. doing, doing my job or do credit checks and things like that. And, you know, I so, generally go ahead. I was just going to say, if you just want to go ahead and put it in the chat for me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, that was good. That was, that was good. <laughs> yeah. Normally, uh, and like doing my job, we do credit checks and stuff. So if somebody doesn't have the proper stuff, I will say to them, like, I can accept your social insurance number but I don't want to hear it or see it. And I will turn my computer around and allow them to type it because it is just like, it's just one of those things that you just don't, you don't give out to talk about. Right. So, and people they're like, yeah, here's my card. I'm like, don't, 
get your card out in public. Are you insane? Like, <laughs> oh wow, mine's mine's been in a safe for like twenty five years. I don't think I've I don't think yeah. I've even looked at it outside of maybe going to go get like a passport or something like renewed. Maybe I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, so we got a little bit of home gym con update. Not really, but there is a chance Massonomics will be at home gym con. Uh, I'm not sure if Jay, are you familiar with home gym con, James? I'm not really. No. So it's basically like Comic Con for home gym equipment. Uh, it's like similar to like the Arnold, like a small, like a significantly smaller Arnold, but like every booth is is gym equipment. Uh, and it's uh, it's it's in French Lake, Indiana. So it's kind of a it's a it's a, it's a decent sized convention hall for what it is. It's in the middle of nowhere, so it's kind of a pain in the butt to get to, depending on you know where you're coming from. But you know it's cost effective, so it kind of is what it is. But uh, I went last year, had a blast. I'm going back this year. And I, you know, there's, yeah, a, there's, a, there's a small chance Massonomics might make an appearance, which would be awesome. But, you know, they had mentioned that on last week's episode. So we'll see. So I'm, I'm yeah, that sounds like it'd be good for them. Yeah, I, th- I think they'd be able to get great uh, content, even if literally, I mean, there's a there's a few big names typically there, too. So they could they, they could knock out a couple interviews. Um uh, they could like you know they could take care of podcasts. They could get a ton of YouTube content. They could probably get three or four videos out of it, you know. So I would think it would be They'll awesome. Go set up a booth it. and sell. Yeah, that's well. I I I think they want to fly in for this one just because it would be a you know I don't know how many people I don't know how many shirts they would sell there versus you know the the amount of money it would cost them to get there versus what they would actually make because it's such a smaller crowd, but just the exposure they would get to like all these new people and just yeah. I, I think it'd be more of a for they can just con- get there bodies there yeah yeah i think it'd be a better for content and they could always have said i i even mentioned to him when i saw him at crew falls meetup is like literally just like try to partner with someone have them just sell your drink spotters there and let them deal with it all and even if you give them all the profits you're at least getting your stuff out there so who knows what they're going to do with that but i'm uh i'll be watching tanner and tommy closely to see if uh you know because that would because i'm not going to make it to the arnold this year uh so that's like one less opportunity i have to like spend time with my my crew friends but there's i think even even without even with massonomics doesn't show up there's at least six or seven of us that it will be at french lick so you know that'll be cool on its own uh so we'll see and then uh did you have any follow-up on the tattoo talk joey are we gonna yeah i did say i would break that this week didn't i um and so in the middle of recording last week i kind of mentioned that sometimes in the middle of recording i just get it's so weird how it's always timed that i get big news while I'm recording this podcast. Uh, so I can confirm that the most recent Massonomics tattoo is indeed Big Dan Bell. He did get his arm tattooed. He got the Massonomics M on his bicep. Uh, he sent me a photo, confirmed, and Tanner confirmed I was allowed to be the one to uh, to announce it. Uh, so I was the last person, and now Dan is the most recent person. So I think that makes a total of six massonomics tattoos out there no and that had been like a year years when did you get yours uh whenever the last patch went out so yeah it had to have been about a year yeah it, it, it definitely wasn't lucky I and mean, you definitely had it at actually almost exactly a year yeah i had it at the arnold of last year so yeah you had it at the arnold it's been a year already so that's pretty cool so dan has not showed it right 
Yeah, he's been uh, like I've been busting because like I was pretty sure it was Dan from some hints Tanner gave. So then I was just like, so then I just ran with it, not knowing if it was true or not. So like for you know, and Dan didn't post lifting stuff for the longest time. So then I, I got on his page a couple, you know, anytime he would post something, I would be like, uh, when when we gonna see that Massonomics tattoo? And he just doesn't acknowledge it, but it gets it randomly gets a bunch of likes from like you know other Massonomics people or and stuff. But uh, I don't know why he's being so ambiguous about it, but it's you know it's his own body. I guess he can do what he wants with it, but uh. I'm curious of why he hasn't posted anything about it. Yeah, I I fully sent him just a like, hey, did you get a Masonomics tattoo? And then like two months later, while I'm recording last week, he goes, <laughs> yeah, I did. That's and that's when, I, that's when I was like, what, now is when you choose to send that message? So. <laughs> is it on his, his right arm with the flag? Uh, or his left arm doesn't have a lot of stuff on it. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. Okay. Because he sent it to me. I can only watch it once. So he definitely sent this picture. So it has to be his right arm, right? Like he sent this picture. It's about right here. Okay. And I think he pretty much got about basically got he essentially got like sleeves almost in the last year or so. So I think he got like several tattoos. Uh, But no, that's pretty cool. Um, That it's what's funny is like the couple other people, like the dude that got the first lift tattoo. Like I don't even does he even in Discord? Yeah, like I don't even like, like Yeah, I, he I, he got the lift logo on his thigh where the yeah, shorts but, would be. But it's like I don't well, I know, wasn't was, uh, Mary was first, wasn't she? I think yeah, probably what I imagine. Yeah, so outside was of Was it you know, an ankle or a wrist was the first one? Yeah, I think that was Mary. It was Tanner's wife. Yeah. So outside of family members, it was that person. Now I think that person has since joined Discord, but probably doesn't isn't very active. Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's just like to have someone have a tattoo of Massonomics and then like not not be as deep as like the rest of like not yeah. be it's as cool. deep as one could possibly be. Meaning like they are in the Discord at least a couple times a week talking. They're friends with like a hundred people on Instagram and everyone knows them. And like you know, that's just it. It I I find Odd. that yeah, not even not 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 even a negative. It's just like I guess it just shows to shows how just, busy, yeah. how busy people's lives are too. Like that'll be like like. You know, will this be such a big part of my life in three or four years? Like, I don't know, maybe, but I could see that being the same with other people. So, yeah, just t- I, t- tattoos are funny like that, I guess. In all fairness, my skin might not be a part of my life in three to ten years. So, like, what, what are you gonna do? Take it with you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna yeah. Mo- I'm gonna jump to the next one. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Um, but as I was packing my cooler for tonight, I found my Valentine's Day present that has been sitting on top of my cooler for a week and i finally said to morgan like you got to move that because i'm just going to open it and she went <laughs> now nah, go ahead open it on the podcast so okay we're going to see my valentine's day present as we go uh we are waiting on a what's in the sack segment um yeah sometimes crossing international borders takes a little extra <laughs> so i, I you've been sitting on like yours 10 for 10 days. days yeah it's just like oh god every now and then some of our some of our friends and fellow crew will send us shit to open up on our our podcast similar to what they do um so that's not necessarily what Joey's doing. Joey's opening up his wife's uh, sack, but we'll see what we got. My wife's sack. I was debating on saying it or not, but I was like, ah, I'll, 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 I'll let her fly. Okay, I don't know what this is, okay. but it says, shit, bitch, you is mine. Okay. So it's I guess fine. my wife wanted to give me, I, I guess it's a flag, because it's got like a little like a flag thing on here. So shit, bitch, you is mine. Okay, fine, not mine. What is this? Fine, it? Right? fine. Oh, damn. Fine, fine. So she's calling you pretty. Uh, so she's flirting with you with her little banner. I am pretty. 
Okay. Uh, okay. So this is the one I think that she wanted me to open on the podcast. That one was some filler. So these are socks. And it says honky Valentine's Day. And it says, uh, I love you. And it has a goose surrounded in hearts. Uh, so, goose. so it's a silly goose time. So thank you, honey. She knows I like my silly socks. Um, so there you go. You guys got to experience my Valentine's Day present because I will be traveling for Valentine's next week. Exclusive reveal. Exclusive reveal. Yeah, I will be traveling. So I will not have access to my wife and kids. Yeah, so anyone excited for the live recording, uh, which sometimes we'll post in Discord, it'll pretty much be the day this one comes out. We are recording another episode next Tuesday, so uh, we got a short turnaround on getting prepped for uh, Joey's episode next week. Uh, not this Joey, the other Joey, but yes. Yeah, uh, other big Joey. Yeah, other big one. Of, one of the Joeys. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, I think we're... Let's do the, uh, so we're going to move into our segment right here, uh, James, where we rate last week's episode. So last week's episode was with uh, Big Curtis, the Kurt Locker. So I guess I'll kick it off. I enjoyed it. I'm friends with Kurt. I've met him. At, I met, met him actually, well, I met him at the Arnold and at Home Gym Con last year. So I've had a, you know, a decent amount of rapport with him. It's always cool when they get like people I know, like, like actual, like people I consider like a friend, like someone I've either you know, I still te- I technically I consider people I haven't met in person friends as well, but like people that I legitimately have had like dinner with and stuff. It's always cool to like hear them on the podcast. So I always that's just like is an extra level of like fun for me. So for all those reasons uh, and the fact that they did, you know, hint at maybe coming to home gym con. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it five out of five Massonomics gym iPod touch. What about you, big James? Uh, so I, I don't actually know Kurt at all. Uh, this is kind of one of my first. Um, exposures to him but i liked it it was it was pretty knowledgeable and obviously the military acronyms were pretty funny i can relate <laughs> to those a lot um let me go ahead and do five mastonomics gym ipod touches nice good score good score we'll have uh, big kevin tally all those up for us we got uh, a guy that you know he should be keeping a spreadsheet for us at one point he told us he was i know he since had some kids and i don't know we'll see if he's still uh you know keeping his word on that what about you joey what do you think of kurt uh, good episode. Uh, happy to get through it really quickly. Uh, I'm on the train of listening to things at 1.5 speeds. Ooh. Um, so I, I don't know if you know. Yeah, Kurt is a lot faster than most. So Tanner is a very slow cadence. Tommy has a very um, bounced cadence. So when you're listening to things at 1.5, Tanner's pretty static. Uh, Tommy goes from very slow to very fast very quickly. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um uh, and Kurt is just fast. He was just fast. It was really funny. Uh-huh. It was like a chipmunk fast. Um, but uh, I was with all that, that on, on one speed, I was noticing him kind of going up and down. Yeah, uh, that was odd. Cause I was like, to hit something on my phone to make it speed up. Or he's a very intense man in person as well. So that yeah, makes excited, passionate about what always, you're talking about. He's always very wired. So I'm gonna have to go ahead and give that one. Like, I feel like I give things five all the time. So today I'm going to go a little different and give this one five. Um, Massonomics iPod touches. Nice. Gotta love it. Nice. All right, Mr. S- uh, I, I I keep going back and forth. Do you, would you, I mean, for this episode, would you prefer swim hack, James? What, what do you want? Big, big James. Big James. All right. All right, Big James. Well, are you comfortable doing a little Massonomics sponsor read? Anything you wanted to, you know, share about Massonomics with the uh, our, our listeners? Well, I have to say that I like the fact that the uh, discount code has really lined my pockets and I 
hoping that it'll continue to take away from the uh, the Massonomics uh, empire and help make me rich as well. <laughs> Love it. But I don't have a specific ad read, but I can definitely read whatever I need to. Well, yeah, Massonomics is our main and only paid sponsor. Uh, everybody else we have affiliate codes with, uh, but they do uh, finance the entire podcast and the hosting. So podcast, um, website, uh, all the rest, massonomics.com slash join and get in on the crew because I think the line in the peak gravel came this week. <laughs> To yeah, to get line, on the, the next the uh, is definitely ending. I hope. Yeah, it, to, to get the next join. Yeah, well, yeah, we're over four hundred now. No, which is crazy. I I think when someone actually hit the bot, it was four oh six. I was like, oh damn it! I wish someone hit it like one sooner, so it was like four oh five. Like that would have been a cool. Like we actively have four oh five supporting members. Like that would have been a cool thing. Well, see. we hit four. We hit the four hundred, and then somebody joined immediately after at four oh one, and they were like, ah. Like they got kind of sad. <laughs> they were like, I missed it. I was like, yeah, a little. All right. Well, I think it's, uh, we got all these looky lures on here on the live zoom. We can kick out and try to get our big guest, our, our, uh, our guest big James on the horn. Uh, so let's see if we can do that. What's up guys. Hey, welcome oh. to unpaid and underrated. You are live. We're, we're going to just jump right into it. Like we don't want to miss any gold. We don't want to, we, we don't want to talk bullshit for 45 minutes. We want to just jump right into interviewing our guest <laughs> all right so the i did a little bit of a, a video today on our instagram and it's been doing pretty well where i asked people specifically like what are some of your favorite moments from the last 40 episodes and i think one of the common answers that we got was people really like to hear what brought you specifically to massonomics that was a very common answer is hearing everybody's silly goose origin story so um so yeah tell us about like how you found them how they found you and and exactly how this relationship has been fostered so if i remember correctly it was at the animal cage at the arnold one year uh they were just coming in and doing interviews and they knew who i was i had a little bit of an inkling of who massonomics was because i think i heard it a little bit here and there uh, on uh, instagram and whatnot and uh when they came over and did the uh the interview in the cage i got to get a little know a little bit more about the guys and at that point i was like okay these guys are really legit they got a whole business plan out the brand is just unique and different the podcast was unique obviously and it really is the podcast about nothing but i enjoy every minute of it i mean i enjoy the the puns the inside jokes uh all the things that even like with the old slim jim uh marketing you, you pay really good money to get that type of branding and for us to kind of have that organically is a very unique thing. Uh, so just seeing that and getting on board with that, I, I wanted to support those guys from, from the very beginning. And likewise, uh, I, that worked out really well for me because uh, they could send me some cool shirts. I did not mind repping that for them. Uh, flags in the gym, and it really makes the whole gym just come together. So okay, it's a status symbol. It is a status symbol. And, and you, know, um, you know, aside from some of that kind of joke, I have, I think it was like, it was mini action last week that was like, are you over 35 have disposable income and like to lift in your garage? Well, you're probably listening to massonomics or unpaid or underrated. And I think that was pretty funny, yeah. uh, but I want to touch on something that you said there. And I think you're the first person to bring that up. The slim Jim thing. Yeah. I don't, know it's been about. so long since I've heard about that. 
Can you expand a little bit on that? Because I think that there are some people that are listening right now that have no clue. And even only I'm vaguely aware of it. So I'm probably going to butcher this, but a few years back, Slim Jim was really pushing their social media marketing. And they would essentially have not just themselves as a company posting on their Instagram about what they're doing or some fancy ad or picture meme or whatever, but they would have this cult following that literally was a crew that they didn't have to be paid. (laughs) So they were definitely underpaid. And uh, we can call them interns. Uh, It's almost like the original marketing ploy where the army of trolls, if you will, the crew can do all your bidding and marketing for you and wearing all your stuff. And naturally it's just, I think it's a good business business plan. Um, And then of course, you know, we forming friendships and these bonds and being able to to pass back and forth, these puns build a culture in and of itself. People see that and they're interested in it. They get attracted to the brand then we can introduce them to that. Oh, that's kind of cool. It's a beer, beer parodies. No, okay. Lifting. Okay. Two things that go together. And, and even like myself, I'm not a huge beer drinker, but I will rep these flags and all these logos to the end of the earth. And people, you know, sometimes I have to be careful, obviously, like I can't go to a school with like a, it looks clearly like a Coors Light shirt. So I typically, I, I'm reserved on some of those. Uh, and when going to the schools and things like that, just to not be like, oh, promoting alcohol. but uh, the underneath uh, message is is pretty fun, and it, it really does represent that you can be a serious lifter, you can be a novice lifter, but we can all just have fun with this. Mm-hmm. So I really like that message. Uh, and and if I recall, I think there was a brief time where we were tagging Slim Jim in a lot of massonomics posts to try and yep. get them to come over and join us. And I, I wonder if it's time to start doing that again. Did, I don't see why of- not. Yeah, let's get something's gonna work. Yeah, Slim Jim, they they're gonna back out of WWE. Let's bring them over to Massonomics. Let's let's back the let's back the horse that's not gonna fail. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, uh, it's definitely true. And 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 uh, you know, there was a quote I saw recently. Somebody said um, that um, in order you you can't become the person that you want to be you need to cultivate the garden that brings the things to you that you want and i think that that's kind of what massonomics did and i think that that like just by being themselves man they brought us all in and we're all just here to have fun and so if you get a chance go check out that reel and just see all of the shared experiences that we're all having from former guests of this podcast you know future guests of this podcast just people that have had so much fun doing this with us it's all because of what they've done there. Um, so thank you for that. Well, yeah, it's not every uh, podcast oh. that has a podcast about them either, where they literally interview <laughs> that 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 podcast supporting members. So when did you? Because uh, uh, I so basically I reached out to you maybe a month or so ago, I think, when a couple I, I put up who you know who who's everyone want to see in twenty twenty four you know as a podcast guest, and your name came up a few times. So I reached out, and you graciously accepted pretty much immediately uh, when I you know when I you know offered you a spot to be on the episode. Uh, but just like at that point, you were probably like, who the hell is this unpaid and underrated account? Like, I mean, had you heard about us on the other podcast, and just kind of like, uh, oh yeah, absolutely. I okay. mean, it wasn't you weren't a stranger or anything like that. I knew exactly what was going on. Perfect. Uh, so 
Yeah. I just, I, I, because sometimes it's like, it's daunting. It's like just like randomly texting people, it's like, or, you know, DMing people. It's like, oh, God, this is that, uh, it, you know, at least people knowing of us a little bit, it helps, makes it definitely makes it easier. And I think the, the longer we keep this going, the easier we'll keep getting some bigger names on too, hopefully. So I pre- appreciate you being here. So it's, I mean, this is what we're, this is why we're here. This is fun for us. This is, you're our, more or less our 40th interview, give or take a, a couple draft episodes, some solo episodes. So, uh, you know, we've legitimately had over, so, so call it 36, 37, like just legitimate interviews of you, you know, sure? him and I. Oh, I mean, it, it could be like 174. I, I really don't yeah, know. Yeah, we, we lost count a long time ago. Yeah. Whatever uh-huh. the sis, whatever the sister <laughs> podcast on, we're one more ahead of them, you know, in just in, in just a brief eight or nine months that we've been doing this. But uh, I don't know. I just, as someone kind of like, because you are, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're massing on my crew, but then like you're, you're not overly active in the discord. I don't see you there too often. So it's just like, I don't, sometimes for me, it's like, if I don't see people in the discord, I'm like, what do they even know? Like, do they get it? Like, do they know who we are. So it's just, uh, it's, it's cool to know that we're still kind of like, you know, showing up people's radar, even if they're not really on every level of the massonomics, you know, train that we all are. All right. So moving, moving on from whatever you're talking about, Uh, um, where do we find you? So we can find you easily on Instagram because we've called your, You've called. We've called you by your handle a couple times, so Swim just tell us up. where we can find you. So I'm on Facebook, uh, Swim Hack Powerlifter. Uh, I normally reserve like the the families and uh, the personal account for the family and friends and stuff, or really really close friends. Uh, but I have Swim Hack Powerlifter as a page. Uh, Swim Hack on Instagram. Swim Hack on uh, YouTube. Uh, I do have a Twitter or slash X, but I never <laughs> really use it at all. In fact, it's an old football account that I use called QB Threat. Um, <laughs> and I honestly don't even know if I if I have Swim Hack on Twitter that's like functional. It's just one more thing to to operate, and I don't want to have more than a few. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be a return, right? There's got to be an ROI on that social media and and X right now, ain't it? I used to be very active on X, and I deleted it pretty recently, and I don't think I've missed it for a single second. Yeah. Also, I have a, my own website, benchonly.com, which has a link to all my socials. So if, if any of those are didn't come through or for whatever reason, you can check out the website and got all the ways to contact me out there. All right. So that's the one we'll put in the show notes so that we can make sure everybody can contact you. Um, we also share a couple uh, affiliate codes, don't we? Do you have uh, some affiliate codes you want to put out there? Yeah, let me pull up what I have. I know I have Big Swim Hack for sure. Uh, that's yep. the Mastonomics one. We'll talk about how much that's going to save you. 69%, right? <laughs> 69%. Uh, we can go with that. <laughs> All right. Where are we at? There we go. But by no, the way, that's the first time anybody has talked about having a Massonomics affiliate code. And I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know those actually existed. <laughs> so I think, I, think there's, I think there's a couple out there. Can I use those all the time? Or are those first use only? As far as I know, you should be able to use it at any time. Well, you heard it here, folks. Take that. that. Take that, Tanner's wallet. (laughs) 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 I I, I accidentally used like a a returning customer because I had something in my 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 cart and then I just kind of like sat on it for a couple days and then just got like an automated email from them. And then it was like, yeah, you hear, use this to get another 5% off. And I like, I did it. And I was just like, oh, I kind of feel like a dick doing that. So especially like as much as they give us, but uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> definitely you know, I, help. I've help, honestly help, help never, out. 
Now, please use mine, but I personally have never used a promo code with Massonomics. I've, I've always just said, you know what, I'm going to pay full price. And they've sent me some pretty good ones, uh, significant ones. Let's just put it that way. And I went in there and I was like, nope, no way. Not going to happen. Nice. So, just, oh, we... Plus, I'd, re- I'd rather have the screenshot that showed I paid the most. That's what's important, right? <laughs> well, that's 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 how the thing to do. Well, we, we we appreciate you taking care of them like that because that's a most people would kind of you know take work the work the system like that. So uh, which I you know I kind of did myself. So not not my proudest moment. <laughs> oh, sorry, I think I cut you off. Did you have any? Uh, did you, so we have uh, what do we have? We have City Ammonia, Barbell Rescue, Home Gym Con, and what am I missing? I'm missing Plate sacks. Plate snacks, yeah. So those are our so use unpaid for any of those you guys want, and then uh, you know. But yeah, let's see what else we got. Uh, so you are a uh, are you currently a web designer by trade, or you're a jack of all? You're I feel like I'm trying to get a handle on what your current you know activity of day to day work was. It was very difficult. Uh, not so share as little or as you know much as you want about your 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 current work. You know. Uh, I know you had, I think, I think you had a business or something, I uh, believe, right? So I have a website that I created beyond benchpress.com. And you can read all about all of my uh, philanthropy work, my volunteer work, uh, businesses that I'm partnered up with right now, uh, my AI consulting. I'm an AI consultant because I'm essentially an AI expert when it comes to LLMs, all the, the data mining and just the machine languages. I've been a programmer for years. So web design is, is my bread and butter. I've been doing that for 20 years. Okay. Uh, that's what honestly kind of just pays the bills and has for a long time and allows me to lift honestly. Uh, but um, I've started a, a recent partnership where we do uh, AI smart detection through security cameras. So if somebody's like hanging out with a gun outside of the school or building or warehouse, or whatever, or fire breaks out, crowds are forming, all these different things can be picked up in the analytics. And uh, we sell that to companies, school systems, uh, anywhere that's needing security. And that is a huge, huge industry. That's we're basically a startup. So, uh, and that one's called JJP Solutions. And uh, we're working with a lot of big uh, energy providers, things like that. So that's, that's going to be probably taken off here pretty soon, a lot bigger than faster than we expect. Uh, but that's probably my daily, um, Energy goes to that more than the website, even right now. Even though I, I obviously have websites that I'm building and coding out, working on software and stuff like that. So, but uh, other than that, that's that's the two main things I got going on right now. That's awesome. So, did your uh, you know years of being a uh, you know a, a pretty rowdy youth? Uh, did you, do you think you would have gotten caught by your own AI if you were a kid today? <laughs> oh, we have the... so many stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. I did. Your, your wife and your mother both shared a, very, a couple of very similar stories that we will get into. I was just, I was, I, we, we, can, we, we don't have to get into it now. It was just more of a, it was, it was a funny segue of like, uh, you know, I, I, I try to always get one or two good, good segues in a week when I can, because it's so hard to just like, I don't know, even, even doing this for 40 weeks or well, yeah, 40 weeks is still like, how the hell do you do a podcast again? It's like, uh, what? What? I mean, throwing chairs at teachers. Yeah, yeah, that one's in there. Was, I will only talk okay. about what you're willing to share. That one was in there. Um, <laughs> the FBI showing up um, yeah. for something and scaring, all, yeah, scaring all of your superiors. Uh, we have a one here of you um, possibly running from the police, or perhaps motorcycling away from them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So is there yeah. is there any specific one that's kind of funny that you wanted to share in, in somewhat detail? Don't 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 feel don't feel to do it. But like I said, this is a comedy podcast. So if any of them actually ended amusing, you know, feel free. But if any of them are actually like traumatic and like you know, don't 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 uh, don't I, I don't want to dig up any negative things in your life if you don't want. You know, I don't know if I really say they had like a humorous ending to them. Uh, <laughs> the motorcycle on the police definitely did not. <laughs> uh, the chair and the school uh i don't really remember back then i do remember going to the principal's office quite a bit definitely a rowdy young man uh grew up without a dad just didn't have that discipline um not to get too uh sappy here but you know that's you know, you, you need that growing up as far as what i what i'm concerned with um uh, is that you need to have those those positive male role models in your life uh, so i do spend a lot of time volunteering to to kind of bridge that gap in school so Oh, that's outstanding. Yeah, that's a big thing for me, right? Is that healthy masculinity and stuff like that. So, you know, that that's a that's a big thing that you know, anybody wants to chat with us about, feel free to 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 message me or or I guess also message to Mac, but that's a huge thing for me as well. Now, it is one of those uh is, is men on campus one of those things that you were talking about? Uh I I, I did die to deep dive one of your personal Instagram or your personal Facebook and found a couple of different okay, I can talk about this, this and this, but uh men, men on campus stuck out to me as a, a thing you were involved with. So, long story short, when I went in as a kindergarten dad, uh my wife and I walked in, we wanted to be volunteers, we wanted to be PTA parents uh or parent teacher association so it was parents and teachers are, are teamed up to essentially provide the uh, the kids the best advocacy uh, and just be able to provide for the school sometimes, you know, financially uh, or just uh, their time. And uh, so I noticed there was a, a big lack of dads uh, or fathers uh, coming up and uh, just I felt like, yeah, I, I want to be there for my own kids. I didn't have that growing up. Uh, so I did I did that for probably two years by myself at this one campus and noticed that the dads just didn't want to. And I'm like, well, what's going on? Like, I know you care for your kids, like, and I need you. Why are you not coming up? Well, I'm too busy. Well, I'm busy too, but I'm making this a priority. So now I've made it to my mission to, to promote that engagement and um, going into about 67 schools here in this local area. We have a big district, we have 90,000 kids. And um, most of the schools now have a watchdogs program. But when I first started, there was maybe a handful that had it and I made it my mission that every school out here would have, have one. And by going into these principal's offices and, and kind of introducing myself and, and getting in there, uh, a lot of them would kind of slam the door on me because they were like, Who, who's this random guy that's trying to sell his program or whatever it is, which I wasn't selling. It was all for free. Um, so instead of going in there, like with a personal brand, I had to kind of create almost like a, an image uh, okay, yeah. this is called Mid on Campus. This is what we're doing. Get them comfortable with it. And uh, now I'm pretty much working with every school out here uh, to some degree uh, through parent engagement and stuff like that. So uh, that's what basically what Mid on Campus is. You can get more information, midoncampus.com. Uh, that organization doesn't make a dime. Uh, it's not a nonprofit or anything like that. It just doesn't make any money whatsoever. It doesn't run like a business. So that's awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah, Joey is the 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 dad out of the group. So fair, he. I mean, I appreciate that immensely. Also, but like, I don't know that probably hit a little closer to home for Joey than me. Yeah, you know, being being asked to accompany my son because my son has some um, behavioral issues in school. So they had a field trip, and they just said, "Hey, can you come with us?" I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." Like, I would love to go with my kid on your trip, 
and just like, what am I here? Am I here with like other kids? They're like, no, you're only here for your kid. But you know, that's not how it turns out. Right. Because with you there, he doesn't act like how they said he was going to, he was perfectly behaved. Um, but I was the only dad there. There was three other, three other volunteers and they were all mothers. And I was just like, really? Like, like this was, this was the highlight of my week. And there's the highlight of my kid's school year and I got to be there. And like, it's just weird that dads, I understand because I, I think that there's a, this idea that like, I work, I also work full time and my wife is a stay at home mom. Right. So I guess the idea would be, she would have more time to do that kind of thing than I would. But then I made time. Like, that's just how I did that. I was, they were like, can you come with us on this day? And I was like, yeah, I will make sure I'm available that day. And uh, yeah, so that's yeah, good. Definitely. A, definitely a thing that more dads need to do. It, and it's, it's a little bit of a step uh, and it's sometimes jumping off the edge of the cliff uh, for some of these guys. It's uncomfortable. It's not normal, or at least right now it's not normal uh, yeah. to be in the school system or to be around and, and be engaged. And it's almost frowned down upon uh, in some circles. And so I'm just using my platform which, you know, being a big, strong guy, burly, you know, this, this kind of rough and tough look, mm-hmm. Hey, if I can do it and I can, and I'm cool enough to do that. And it's not going to take any cool points away from you. Yeah. What's your excuse. I have three different businesses and I have this and I have that. I have a family. I still make time. What's your excuse. Yeah. So it's just advocating every day to, you know, if they, if they see me there, not just the kids, but even the other dads are like, why is this guy able to go into school and just hang out? Like, I want to do that too. Well, they start asking questions. Hey, I see that you're up here all the time. How can I also get up here? So then they start coming in. So it's a snowball effect. It's, it starts off slow, typically one or two guys uh, at each school. And 10 years goes by, and now you have 20. Uh, it doesn't grow fast, but it's better than zero. So Hell yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's the sappy stuff out of the way. We do like one sappy thing a week. It's usually around parenting or... Or something that I, I'm all something about. Something not so. mathematics. Yeah, yeah. There's usually <laughs> something. Um, you go ahead, Keith. You you choose the next topic. We 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 ran that one. Uh, no, you're good. Um, so your nickname is JP. I'm assuming you're, you got a. Is there a middle name P or where's where's the P coming from in JP? James Paul. Okay, well, there you go. That was that was a simple enough one there. We, 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 we've had some really funny nicknames over the years or over the, well, yeah, the years. That sounds right. Uh, J, <laughs> but, but, but JP, I, did, I didn't know if there'd be a, much of a story with that one. Um, so in general, uh, well, let's see. There's so many different directions we can go. Um, okay. So let's ask the big overarching question that everybody has been begging us to ask. Okay. It's been on everything. Did your rat tail help you swim faster? <laughs> Nice. <laughs> like did it work like a dorsal fin or like a rudder like was it helpful to you in your swimming career so i didn't <laughs> technically have a rat tail what i did is i shaved my head like super super high i got this super high and tight and i left like a mohawk for like the last inch or so and so as a swimmer it looked cool going through the water because this mohawk going on and what I ended up doing was growing the bangs out super, super long and having the back cut. So it was stupid as haircut. So I was jumping off the starting block one day and it like rooster tail to where the back of it was like 
my bangs were brushed back as a mohawk. So with no hairspray or anything like that, and coming off the starting block, it looked like a like a rooster. <laughs> <Just crap. laughs> That's awesome. That's about the only thing <laughs> close to a rat tail that I had while swimming. Now I, I had I did have a rat tail when I was like um like a little boy. Um and I remember having like this just I don't know, maybe two inch rat tail that, that came down three or four inches down my neck. Yep. That was the uh the style, I guess. So I, I had one too, yep. Yep. There's no judgment here. <laughs> no judgment here. Okay. Spikes on the top, rat tail on the back. That was the way to yep. do it back then. Yeah, I definitely think I had a rat tail when I was like, I don't know, five, six. Business in front party in the back. Yeah. Uh so you mentioned swimming. That's that's a, the you know, swim hack is literally your name. So I'm assuming you were you were a competitive swimmer, was it just throughout high school or did you do anything in the military or in college with uh, swimming involved? So I swam extensively in high school and I did club swimming, which was like outside of school. I was on a extracurricular team uh, and we were able to, to compete at the state level, national level, all over the place. Um, even the Olympic trials for that uh, particular like swim league, you could go to the Olympics and go that whole route. I never went that far. Uh, I did pretty well though. I was always in the national you know, championships or right there on the podium. Um, still try to be on a, on the podcast. <laughs> so, uh, who is a better swimmer? You or Eddie Hall? I mean, he, let's be real. Yeah, he has a pretty big claim that he was a, 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 a elite swimmer as a youth and like would have made the Olympics and blah, blah, blah. I think if I remember, I think we just need to look up the times, um, cause we can compare actual times and then ages and, and really have apples and apples versus it being, I could be him. He could be me, that kind of thing. I mean, he's obviously gotten the world's strongest man title, so I can't take that. But he also doesn't have more than a 585 inch for reps. So if you want to get ugly about it. All right. So <laughs> we'll mark that down as James is the better swimmer. And I'm not going to argue against that. All right. And, and uh, possibly better bencher. Well, I would say 100% <laughs> a better bencher. I would, I would oh, yeah. not say possibly on that one. I know. I would say. I just don't know who Eddie Hall is. I don't know who you're talking about. So. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's, that's, that's another running joke. That he, Joey doesn't know who anyone is. Um, did you play any other sports as a youth, or was it just like swimming was the only thing that really caught your attention? You seem like a, you'd be like a good football or baseball player. So I played a little football my freshman year. Uh, that just honestly wasn't challenging enough for me. Uh, I was pretty good at it, um, you know, varsity and all that kind of stuff, and, and had all the, 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 the uh, I guess, the jock mentality ran its course very soon, you know, seventh eighth ninth grade i was like okay i'm done with this i really don't care to be the most popular person on the field or in the in the gym or anything i didn't lift weights um we were doing a pe class one day and i had to swim eight laps before we would jump into the diving board you know that's where we wanted everybody wanted to go to the diving well and and play on the diving boards but in order for it to qualify as a pe credit or pe class you had to do some exercise that was swimming like a 200 yard freestyle or 200 yards uh, or eight laps uh, in the standard pool. And I was always the first one out by several minutes okay. and the PE uh, P teacher and the swim coach took notice and was like, Hey, uh, you want to spot on the swim team? And I went, there's no way you're making me wear a speedo. And he was <laughs> like, that's all right. You would have been beat by the girls anyways. And I went, Oh yeah. I was like, no, so. He's like, yeah. I got a girl right here that's literally coming out on the on the swim deck. She's about to do a 50 free, which is two, there and back. It's a sprint. And uh, if she beats you, you join the team. If you win, you can walk away if you think you're so fast. 
And so he knew how to challenge me, that's for sure. And back, being a little cocky little freshman, I was like, <laughs> sure, fine, whatever. I had shorts or something stupid. I didn't have a Speedo. I didn't have what I needed to swim fast. I had shorts. I had pockets, and it caused a lot of drag. I <laughs> lost. <laughs> how, what was that? Uh, so was she out in the diving board minutes before you also, or was it, uh, was, was, was it somewhat closer? No, she was on the swim team already. She was a, a junior oh, Olympian. Oh wow! Uh, that oh, started on the swim team. Yeah, so she he put me up against like the fastest girl in the state, and I'm like, oh yeah, I've never swam before in my life, and oh, yeah, I'll beat her. And she just whooped the pants off me. That's great, literally. <laughs> and then you uh, did actually begrudgingly join from there there on after, or did you kind of you know did it take more persuasion? No, that was pretty much it. I was like, okay, I, I'm a man of my word. You know, if I told you I would join because I lost, uh, joined, and next thing I know, I'm most most approved freshman, you know, I, I got some accolades and things like that and went to state and was a natural swimmer. And so I just kept getting better and better and better. And I started to enjoy it more than like football. And so I ended up quitting football because I was like, this is stupid. I mean, I'll run around hitting my head, which fast forward to 2010, I went back to football and had an NFL tryout with the Carolina Panthers and oh, wow. um, had, had a, a free agent uh, draft uh, that I kind of went through with the combines.com. And uh, was was looking at a pretty serious shot at the NFL. Uh, so, what was uh, what what position were you trying out for? I'm going to guess offensive guard or defensive. Well, tackle. so I was 240 pounds when this okay. kind so, of wild so, hair so, so, struck yeah. me, and I was like, okay, I, that's that's a either fullback or a linebacker. Yeah. And um, I knew that the stats for like the testing and the drill, drills and stuff like that were going to be super fast for. Um, a smaller guy. And so I was like, well, if I go out for like defensive tackle, I would have, I would be 60 pounds underweight, but I could hit all of the agility drills with flying colors and look better essentially. And it was, you know, pay as you play kind of tryouts. And, um, I ended up going to the, the regional level and getting top place the first year. And they said, all right, we love your bench press tests, like 40 reps or something for 225, um, sub four on the shuttle. Uh, my 40 was like a four, seven ish. Um, and I was four, I was two sixty, I think when I went and when I did that, um, they essentially said, look, you're, you're undersized. Like we can't move you to the next level, which would be the national combine. Um, unless you're 302 pounds. And I was like, okay, I'm 260 pounds or 250 pounds or somewhere in that range. I'm not going to gain 60 pounds or 40 pounds overnight. And so I was like, okay, this is a waste of time. And they said, well, there's a serious chance that you could make a practice squad somewhere if you just do this. And, and you'll have to come back next year and do the tryout. So I took a year off and um, I talked to the wife a little bit about it. I was like, hey, this is this is a, an actual shot at making the NFL. And I was like, this is not normal. And I'm a swimmer. I'm like, I don't, I don't play football. I don't really know the game very, very well. So I kind of faked it until I made it. And I went out and played a bunch of semi-pro ball and did some other things just to kind of you know, check all the boxes and, and get a look anywhere I could. Um, but the next year I went out and uh, did pretty much everything better and faster. And I was 295 pounds. Oh, wow. Uh, ran a four, four, six, one. I think it was, I have all the numbers written down. I have videos and stuff. Some of my first combines are actually on YouTube. So if you guys are listening, you're interested in checking out the YouTube channel, the swim hack one, uh, I've got a lot of my NFL combine footage on there from 
2009, 2010. So, but uh, yeah, I ended up coming back uh, for that national combine the next year. And that's when I picked up an agent and, this, and Carolina Panthers start, started taking a liking and an interest. And they were like, you need to go get some game film if you want to be on the practice squad. Uh, long story short, I, I didn't end up getting the game film that I needed with these semi-pro teams around the area. There's the crappy footage and it wasn't a good, good competition to be able to showcase what the NFL was needing. And I got that I was going up a, a pretty lofty hill. And uh, the last thing, the last straw essentially was you're 30 years old. You're an old guy. We can't do anything with you. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm bound out of this. And I ended up long story short, going to the powerlifting. Nice. So you weren't really like a competitive powerlifter at that point then? Or nope, weren't... Oh, okay. I was just lifting in the gym and YouTube, I posted it up. I mean, I started to be a little more on YouTube at that point. I'm definitely not where I where I was at where I'm at now. Um, but uh, my kids at the time, I had my son was probably around four or five around this time, and um, I was like, okay, he's not going to believe me if I'm benching, you know, these crazy amounts of weight. I need to put this on video, or else it didn't count. And uh, that mentality, so I started putting these videos on YouTube and. The one that I did 605 in 2012 just almost literally went viral like overnight and people were calling me out, trolling me. And next thing you know, I'm like, they're like, you should really get into powerlifting and actually get the record. If that's really what you're lifting, they were calling me out fake plates and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I just took their, took the bait and ended up turning the trolls, uh, um, ammunition on themselves and ended up getting into powerlifting and broke the Texas state record. My first meet and six months later was knocking on the door at 600 pounds and it took me a good solid two years to break through 600 pounds uh because it's just a different lift when you're doing gym bro stuff and then having to actually put it to the test with pause and and all the commands and the, the rest times and the competition all that stuff it's just a different uh different thing so i couldn't imagine the 600 pounds on my hands that'd be crazy i just oh god that's that's impressive as hell so uh, so, so power lift. Okay. The moral of the story here. Okay, so everything starts from the swimming coach challenged you, and you went from you ain't putting me in no speedo to shaving your whole body. Pretty much, yeah. Yep. And then you went from to football from there, and they didn't watch you, so you were like, "Well, screw you! I'm going to go and be amazing at powerlifting." Which is, it's, it, you know, the joke about the shaving and all that and the speedos and all that is there. But like in the reality, it's just overcoming the negativity bullshit. You're very good at that. Sure. It sounds like you've been very good at that from the beginning that, you know, you, you have that aspect and you overcome when people tell you you can't do something or won't do something, you're going to be the best at it. Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. It's definitely a good, good way to process it. Uh, I didn't expect to process it on this podcast, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I just I love that. I, I think that's fantastic. Like you ain't getting me in no speedo, right? Because like, you know, it's emasculating. I'm not gonna do that. And now you're shaving your arms and legs to be a faster swimmer, which is amazing. Like it's the next step to be, you know, the, the that and then you know that, that's all. I just wanted to point that out that overcoming that kind of stuff is fantastic and it's a good lesson. That's that. a good way to summarize it. I mean, I think if I had to summarize it all, all at all, it's yeah, you know, don't tell me that I can't do something because I'm going to figure out a way to do it, and then when I'm succeeding with it, turn around and rub your face in it, just just to kind of spite you. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's or, not, not the first, or even bring same. you along with it. 
Sure. I, I, even better, even better. Like I'm going to bring you along. Like, I want you to see the success and smell it and be a part yeah. of it. Yeah. Then at the end of the day, I'll turn my back on you. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, James, I do have some bad news. We, uh, you know, we can't allow you to be a, uh, you know, a financial sponsor of the Unpaid and Underrated Podcast. There's just, there's just, there's, there's no room for you right now. You know, we just, we, 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 we can't what? have you on. I was because the whole uh, did that not land because he'll 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 do anything you tell him he can't do so ha 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 it was funny uh, oh, it was no, funny I see what you were going uh, for you tried reverse psychology but you yeah. suck at it oh, I see uh, what you were I doing like there. he was pulling me in like hey uh, make some donations <laughs> like, I'm already I've got my card ready to go I'm like ready to type I'm like oh let me go <laughs> well, Joey always burst my bubble I'm in the middle of something he's over here shitting on my parade <laughs> no I'm just asking what the hell you're talking about and then sometimes it just doesn't land. <laughs> I know. Uh, no, that was fun. That must be hard, Keith. <laughs> we've we've <laughs> our, our our relationship has grown a lot over the last nine months in our banter, and but there are still like, sometimes like a pimple or <laughs> like a yeah, weed or like a goddamn hemorrhoid sometimes. But no, wow. Uh, <laughs> I just it, it is funny though because like like it will just happen like I'll completely not register what he's talking about. He'll completely not register what I'm talking about. But then at the end of the day, we still you know we we figured out we. We, we we produce something at least a couple hundred people listen to every now and then. It's all that matters. Yes, sir. So let's see. Let's let's throw it. Let's uh we'll jump ahead a little bit. I mean, we've still got a lot of time, but uh I want to get a little fun. Uh you familiar with the game FMK? FMK, yes. Okay, so we'll go a little FMK. I'm gonna give you three topics and you just you know rank them, you know, yeah, F marry or kill for me. So we'll go sushi. Bench pressing, swimming, FMK. K swimming. Okay. So killing swimming. So bench press or sushi. <laughs> F, F is bench press. Okay. And, oh, wow. So yeah. Mary, Mary and sushi. And sushi. That's, a, that's surprising. I mean, I guess it's, it's, I mean, yeah. Did you expect the sushi to be the F? I guess. Well, because I mean, well, would it would your answer have been the same a couple of years ago? Uh, you think, or do you think post uh, medical your 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 medical issues with the stroke? Do you think you'd you still have the same answer? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, so so sushi has always well, the, the, the part of that's too is everyone kind of in, interprets the FMK as, as slightly different. Like like F, I guess F is a. I I I look at it as just like a ranking, like I as if someone like who's been F married. Is the lowest of low negative, or was F? Oh like... no, no, F is like for me, F is number two, and Mary is number one. But that's just because you know I don't know. Some people, I think that's how everyone pretty much looks at it, right? Okay. Know, let, let Joey explain it. He always he's more. L, he. Uh, L, L, I L, would L, describe Mary is the one that I would f over and over and over again. F is the one that I would have the most fun with one shot. And kill is the one that I just never have to deal with again. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I would probably actually have the same answer as Big James there because sushi is good, clean, good, clean food, unless it's prepared improperly. So I, I would probably have the same answers. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, 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 I'd put benching above sushi, but I like sushi, but I, I like, I like benching more. That's yeah. But if I was, if you were to tell me never bench again or never have sushi again, I would say, well, bye bye benching. I actually hate, I hate benching. It's, it's the one I have the most room to grow on, but like, I don't, I don't actually enjoy doing it. If I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, I I think, I think we lost James. He just, he just hung up on us. 
now teasing. Nope. Uh, all right. So that was a, that was a little fun one. We can get a couple more questions, and then we have at least one more fun one to end with. I think. Uh, let's see. So uh, one of our uh, one of our supporting members wanted to know if you had any home gym lifting hacks, uh, as the, as the, as the swim hack. Any or I mean, yeah. That's that's all the questions were ordered, but we can we can segue off to that. I don't know if this is going to be too interesting, but the one thing is, in order to lift in Houston when it's a hundred degrees and humid. You got to have air conditioning. You got to have some sort of. Now it goes both ways. It could be, you know, it's not. It never gets super cold, especially if you guys are from up north um, here. Co- comparatively, we get maybe 30s, if that. But you know, 30s with a windshield, it's not comfortable to work out. You know, lift the weights, even if you've got sweatpants on. Not for me, anyways. Uh, so having a heated, uh, an air conditioned gym in the garage is probably the the biggest hack, if you will. But I mean, it's something you install. No, no, that definitely is a that is that's clutch. I'd say uh, Joey and I are both basement lifters. I, I don't think Joey cares if he lifted it in a basement or garage. I'm a very loyal to my basement family just because I can have a uh, temperature controlled room without having to spend the extra you know several thousand dollars to make my garage temperature controlled. So, but yeah, having temperature controlled is amazing. I I, I see people out there in their garages lift lifting with like seven hoodies on and gloves and shit, and like I can <laughs> see the frost coming out of their mouth, and I'm just like. My basement's like 59 on the very coldest, and that's if I like if, if my upstairs is like 63 or something, it might be 59 in the basement. So, and same in the winter, it's like the hottest it gets is like 75 maybe or something. So, like, I'm, it's very you know within reasonably comfortable. So, I, I agree to that wholeheartedly. Climate control is very important, but I, I also have an unfinished basement, so my climate control is very limited, right? So, it's also very damp down there. And every once in a while, there's a dead mouse that you don't know is down there, and you're suddenly breathing in dead mouse and you know shit like that. So, I probably again, there's something about like having a garage gym where I am that like you'd have to trudge through that snow, like you're going out there, you're shoveling to get out to the gym. I'd be fine with that shit too. You just have a space heater, or I'd have a wood stove in the garage because I do love wood stoves and smell the campfires. I don't know, there's just something different about having your own space, garage gym wise. I mean, I crank my doors open and blare my uh, music and all that, and let the neighbors watch. And I even have you know police officers that will patrol the neighborhood. They'll stop by and they'll come up and hey, can I get a couple reps in? And they'll figure out who I am. And they're like, "That's awesome." How much is your max bench? And I'm like, hey, "I just did like 450 for some reps just now, right before you walked up." Hey man, do you mind if I hit you know hit hit the bar? I'm like, "You're gonna hit 450?" <laughs> and they realize how much everybody weighs. <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah, I was doing that for reps, 10 reps, whatever. And Jesus. the guy didn't even get it for one. And he's one of the biggest guys on the, or, you know, the police force or whatever. And it's just cool to have that kind of that notoriety in the neighborhood, if you will. So. Yeah, I, I do miss. Um, I, I used to lift outside. So uh, back when, you know, with everything going on happened, I actually installed what you would call a deadlift platform in a gravel pit in my backyard. So just the driveway goes all the way to the backyard and it's just a big gravel pit. And I put down three wooden blocks, one for my feet and two for the weights. And that's where I deadlifted. That's all I did out there. So just deadlift. And then I would carry some stones and, and stuff like that. I miss lifting in the sun and in the snow. I do. Um, but it's also just that you can't just leave your bar. Like I had a tarp over my bar during snowstorms. 
Like I'm surprised that thing lasted at all because <laughs> it went through an entire winter out there. So yeah, definitely, definitely climate control. Yeah, I'm too bougie with my equipment. I mean, I'm out there like scrubbing it down, wiping it down. You know, yeah. I like to clean gym anyway. So I bought a hundred. I bought a hundred dollar bar off the first person that would sell it to me. Like I, I it definitely <laughs> was not my Bells of Steel or Texas deadlift bar or anything out there. So like, I, I don't have that aspect of it. But like now, I am. Now I'm a. Now I'm like, no, put down the things that take the damp, and I have the barbell rescue and all that three in one. Now I take care of my shit, but. I don't know. There's just something about lifting outside. That's why I like my stone outside. I can just pick it up and walk back and forth a bunch of times. And it's just strongman events are just a little bit more primitive too. Yeah, I can see how that would that would work out. Yeah. Have you ever dabbled with any strongman stuff? Uh... My first competition before I started powerlifting was a strongman event. It was in 2012. My first powerlifting meet was in 2014, uh, December, and so I did the. Uh, See, it was Atlas Ball, or not, not the Stones. Yeah, um, yeah. And um, did uh, 585 deadlift reps, like 18-inch uh, off the ground, and did that for reps. That was when my max deadlift was, like, right at 500. I'm doing a 585 for <laughs> you know, block pulls in the yeah. Strongman competition, and I'm going up against guys that can deadlift 700, 800 pounds raw. So I was looking pretty funny. Uh, and, I, I mean, I did all right. I did, like, third in my... I think I did third overall, first in my weight class, uh, but it was definitely a type of workout that I wasn't enjoying. I did not like the cardio aspect of okay. lifting weights uh, and having to be able to be agile with uh, that strength. It just it was a different type of training. I like the linear one lift. You know, you do it fast, you get it over with quick, uh, and it's more technical. And that's in that aspect uh, than I did doing the strongman events there's just too many too many ways to to get hurt or to get sore and i was like I, i'm looking for the easy road uh and that was powerlifting honestly for me well that does lead us to another crew question right so that's two of them that's strongman powerlifting is there one you would want to do one you have done we don't know about or one you're planning to do uh the outside of those two like highland or olympic or any of those kind of things or nothing on the calendar uh, but I have dabbled with uh, like the overhead press, uh, and I know I've got a pretty decent, uh, you know, seated overhead press, and I think I could probably have a decent shot if I started training correctly uh, with like the overhead world world record, but the strongman event for it. You know, I don't want to necessarily compete in strongman, but mm. kind of go in there and do like a bench only style setup where I go in there and only do overhead press just to try to take the record. Uh, but uh, I mean that's that's a big number, so it's not something you just play around with. But I do have a strong upper body for sure. Uh, uh -huh. It's something I thought about, but nothing on the books as of yet. Noted. So there will be no haggis throwing in swim hacks future. <laughs> not that I know of. <laughs> now is it now is it swim hack or swim whack? Because <laughs> no, I, I used to uh, I I can't remember if it was on another podcast or maybe even on Instagram Live, but like. In my mind, like I've, it's like an inside joke. I feel like I've had, like I'm, you know, not necessarily reciprocated, but like in my head, I was like, I just remember catching some Instagram live, I believe, where you had mentioned your daughter called you swim whack, and I was just like, oh, that's funny, and for some reason, that just stuck out to me the last few years. So, uh, mm -hmm. is that something that's ever brought up anymore, or is that something that was kind of like a couple years ago and it's never been re? Probably it might be, get brought up uh, once a year, 
uh, but it's definitely was more hot uh, and funny a couple years ago. Uh, my daughter and I have a good relationship where she will uh, she'll tease me and just randomly like, well, it started at a powerlifting meet when I had like I don't know I was going for seven hundred pounds on the bar and all of a sudden I hear go honey and it's like my wife and then I hear weak I'm like because <laughs> my daughter she's like weak that's awesome so we always get this like masculine voice and we go weak noise so nice is one of the words too but that's just kind of our our lingo that we use to kind of have a little friendly banter, but it's always nice to have, you know, I, well, I say always nice. I had my daughter with me one time at the Arnold. Um, I guess the last time I was at the Arnold, uh, did a powerlifting meet, took her up there with me, uh, just to kind of help handle me for the meet and hang out, just be a part of everything. And, uh, their warmups, I was, it was a 600 pound warmup. Uh, when I opened it was like 635, I think. And, I did that. I had that video still on YouTube. It's the uh, recap from the Arnold. So if y'all want to see this happening in the warm-up room, uh, I do the 600 pounds and just some gasp from here to there. And my, my daughter goes, weak? <laughs> She's the only person in the room to say that. It was funny because the whole point is for her to be like not impressed with anything I do. She, so they're filing her nails, <laughs> spotting me out, four or five or whatever. She, yeah. I've seen a guy do the more than this. Doesn't Larry Wilson do more than that? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. She knows how to motivate you and light your fire, huh? That's great. Do uh, yep. do your does your wife or your kids ever get out in the gym with you and take advantage of having the home gym as well? A little bit. It's less formal because I'm pretty picky about wanting to train alone. Like I don't okay. want the distraction of my kids, so I'm pretty sensitive when I say it. But like, if my eight year old is wanting to come out while I'm in the gym, I'm normally like, "Hey, daddy's really I got a lot of weight. I need to focus." And, yeah. You know, I'll let him kind of play around a little bit, but he's not really there for the whole workout. He knows mm-hmm. to kind of stay away. That's that's kind of my sanctuary. Uh, but I also want to be a dad and be like, hey, come on out and hang on the lap hold out and let's see if I can do some tricep uh, extensions with you standing on the weight plates um, you know, or have my daughter lift off for me or my wife or something like that. Uh, but my wife really is a great supporter of, of the lifting. Uh, she has always has been. Um, one time, this was my second or third meet that I did at the U.S. Uh, the L.A. Fit Expo, um, and I had, I think it was five ninety or something on the bar. Still trying to chip away at six hundred, and I was going up against Brandon Allen, and where he did twenty three oh three raw uh, in sleeves, and uh, I go to lift off. I, I don't think I attempted six hundred. That I mean I did five ninety as my top one or five eighty nine point whatever, and just as I'm getting the lift off. I hear, don't be a little bitch. <laughs> and, I, and and on the video, you can see Steve Dennison, the uh, the head of USPA, kind of looked yep. back to try to figure out who the heck just said that. And, uh, out. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a family <laughs> event, but it's the wife of the lifter that's screaming. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have that written, I have that written on, on my uh, my wall in the gym. It says, "Don't be a little bitch." So nice. if I'm wanting to give up that day or quit, or just you know things are getting rough, I can look at that and be like, "I know who my biggest supporter is." Nice. You'll uh, you'll appreciate that. You 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 might appreciate the name of my home gym. So my basement gym is called the No Wine Cellar. So it's kind of the same mentality of just you know, there's there's no room for wine down here. You know, it's it's uh it's it, it's you know in the gym it's time to go. So yeah. I I can appreciate that. Like you want your kids to see you in fitness and be strong because you know, like I want my kids to like have a better relationship with it than I did growing up. Uh, so they should be able to see it, but at the same time, like, no, go away. Daddy's 
deadlifting a lot of weight. And when you walk in front of me or you grab the weights or if I'm squatting and you run under me, like I can't have that there. So I can appreciate that level of that, that uh, I know you kind of went past that a little bit there for a second, but I can definitely appreciate that because yeah. Like, Hey buddy, come on down. But like only during my accessories, like not (laughs) during the big lifts. I think one of the, the most, the proudest moments that I have was being able to share the platform with my family when they were at the animal cage. Uh, so it was a controlled environment for the most part where you had a bunch of people that could, could spot me out. And if something went wrong, they were able to catch it. Um, but just having them there to see the crowd going crazy and just, I mean, mm-hmm. when you're in the animal cage, you're famous essentially. And you're the man for that moment. And everybody's watching you. All the cameras are on you. All the people are, are pressed up against the fence. It's just a chaotic, crazy scene, but your kids see you as that hero with the cape on. That's my superhero right now in front of me that everyone else is watching too. And just sharing that moment with them is really cool. Cause then yeah. as we're walking around the Arnold after that, they're like, yeah, look at this autograph. My dad signed an autograph. See, this, this guy knows him. He knows him from, you know, somewhere else in the world. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. So out of touch with that now, uh, which opens up and not to get off on a tangent, but, the teaching of the social media and how to deal with trolls and how to deal with negativity and all that. I see it every day and, and I'm the perfect role model to be able to say, okay, if I'm talking to a group of kids or my, even my own kids, you're going to get people that are going to try to bully you. Even if you're the biggest, strongest guy in the, in the room at the time, they're coming after you because you are that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just teaching them that, look, you know, you don't have to go into a, you know, a, a landslide of depression and, and and life doesn't have to be horrible just because somebody's messed with you online uh, that, that you can grow a thicker skin and just kind of get through it. So, I mean, that's a, almost a daily thing with me is seeing comments or seeing uh, opinions and just not letting that get to you and let it slide off your back a little bit. So, Yeah, to imagine yeah. you've like, you've like 80,000 followers. There's no way that there's not at least five assholes in your dms a week or making p- comments public just like uh i just i couldn't imagine like that much more exposure you know you're gonna get that much more positivity also but like the negativity is amplified as well so yeah the kudos to you for handling that better than probably most of us could or just or just try recording this podcast once a week and then having an entire 400 people in discord rip you apart when every <laughs> episode is released we, we we say one wrong. I mean, I do it the same thing to Tanner, though. Anytime he says something wrong about, like, gym equipment, like, it, like even if it's just, like, a brain fart or something, I always bust his balls about it. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's it's definitely not as fun one the other when it puts on the other <laughs> shoe. And it's just like, oh, you bastards. Like, let me alone. It's like, and, it, and it's all just good ribbing. But, every like, we get ribbed every week versus, like, you know, we, 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 we I, I give it out as much as I get it. But it's also, like, it's consistently getting ribbed back from the guys about something. He said, it's like, oh, you fuckers, leave us alone. So let us have fun. Yep. Uh, um, probably. Okay, so I got. I think two more. We'll do the Rushmore. We'll do. A, end on a, uh, I'll do the end on the Mount Rushmore. But uh, just one more thing I want to talk touch base on is uh, this the the race for YouTube first comment. That's something that you. Uh, I guess when I first maybe even I might have even seen you on that before I even maybe see you on Instagram because it was just like oh there's 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 swim hack again. <laughs> That's uh. That seemed like it was something you something you still get it on pretty regularly, but there for a while I think feel like you were you know did you know how many times you've won it or like how uh, how regular you were at least on the podium? I was on the podium. Well, I know I got first comment about seventy mm-hmm. times in a row. I think it was oh, wow. seventy five times in a row. 
for one of the uh, crew videos that we did, I, I did like a little numerical Roman numeral start so I could hang it on the wall behind me and, and have part of that is the video of me marking off one more, one more, <laughs> one more. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was obviously something that the more time you have to spend, just kind of waiting around for it because, you know, you, you know what time it's going to drop every week or roughly you can be sitting around yeah. waiting for it. And as long as the internet connection was good and all the, the technical aspects of the, everything was working, then we would see a first comment. Um, but life gets in the way and I'm not sitting there waiting. And a lot of times I'm in the middle of a meeting or driving. And I'm like, you know what? I'll get to it later. And it just kind of fell off for a while. And then I was like, okay, somebody's obviously doing a bot. It's got to be a bot. It's got to be AI. Something's got to be, Matt. you know. Yep. Yeah. That's Matt, uh, regular guest of this podcast. Yep. Someone, uh, yeah, he has accepted. he has negative second comments. <laughs> so like you'll hit the newest comment and his will be at like negative five seconds. Like he somehow <laughs> posts before they post. It's insane. So and, just for anybody out there that's technically minded and want to beat him, the YouTube video has an ID. So if you could tap into the Google API and have some software and you could probably get chat GPT to write this. Uh, I haven't had time to do it because I've been doing other stuff, but <laughs> essentially what you need to do is go to chat GPT and say, okay, I need you to write me a program in Python or a program in PHP or something to where it'll run on Sunday evenings between this time and this time, one time of second or one time every minute or whatever, and check for the newest video to be posted, get that video ID and then find the comments area for that video ID and post to it using the Google API. And I think we could beat him. So, so, so Matt, Matt has, Matt has said to us that he, for the price of a drink spotter, he would give us what you just gave us for free. Mm-hmm. That's outstanding. Yeah. So I just gave you, up. Matt. The... Oh, well, <laughs> all right. I, it's no, that's good. That's great. Cause like, I, yeah, uh, I do want to point out, um, I forgot about this, uh, but the person who finally, um broke your streak broke your streak of first comment was me okay i had messaged you on instagram and you had said something along the lines of like oh i'm at a family event i'm not sure or on discord and i messaged you and then i was like are you gonna get first comment and you had said to me i don't think i'm gonna get it today enjoy and that was my first ever first comment i think it was the first time you didn't get first comment um, so that was actually me that, that, um, that broke that streak because you were at some family event that week. Okay. That would make sense. Yeah. It basically is when I get, uh, I get busy, uh, or like lately my, my oldest son is, has been playing D and D and I go pick him up at like six o'clock of my time, which literally is right when the video drops. So I'm like on the freeway going 90. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah, time, yeah. I would feel a little adventurous and I'd go in there and my wife would be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to get first comment and I'll be in the middle of driving. She'd be like, pull over. I'm like, I can't like, I'm, this guy, I got it. And I would get in a lot, but then over time it's like, okay, it's just not worth it. Like I'm okay. If I don't get it every single time. And then it kind of, after I lost a few times, I was like, okay, I don't need to get it every single time. It's kind of obnoxious if you're every single week. Yeah. And so I let somebody else get obnoxious for a while. Yeah. Every now and then I, I, you know, like last week I got first. So I was like, oh, let me just see what's going on. But I also was the type that I didn't want to, I know I'm probably the first one to do it where I put like one single letter in F and A or something. And then edit it after. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I
Yeah, I started doing that after a while, but now it's just like, yeah, I definitely caught Matt doing that. I was like, oh, that's what he's doing, a little son of a bitch. So yeah, I was si- I was sitting about. outside. No, I was sitting on the couch, and I distinctly remember yelling, "Honey, I got first comment." <laughs> She's like, "Oh, good for you." And it's because I had been chatting with you, and you were saying you wouldn't be able to do it. I was like, "No, it's going to be me this time. It's going to be me this time." Well, what's funny too is all the uh, what is what's like the Canadians get like I can't see half the Canadian comments and they oh it's wild like that's it's a weird wild thing. yeah we'll, we'll we'll have six of us be arguing that we had first comment and everyone posted screenshots and I'm like I that literally it, like technically I won based off this picture technically he won based off that picture it's just it's really weird how just <laughs> how you whenever you screenshot it is completely different so that's that's been some there's definitely some argument some some you know some you know funny you know kind of like well what the fuck how did i not win or shadow banning that's what i was going for yeah, yeah. Like, joey i was sh- i was shadow banned for like a month that's what I'm, yeah i'm like you're you uh, joey's like i got first comment i'm like posting my picture i'm like you didn't even comment what are you talking about yeah <laughs> that's so disconcerting because you're like oh i won this i got this and then you're like, no, I, like, I, like i actually had to get tommy involved and i was like tommy did you guys block me or something like what is happening i do remember that now yeah <laughs> i've done that a few times where I was like, I sent a screenshot over. I'm like, hey, just curious if you guys are seeing this. And then like, because I would see something different than they would see. If you you want to prove, you know, that you got it or you got podium, or whatever. And there's so many times when somebody's like first and they're second or yeah. third or 14th. And you realize just how quick everything can be. The podium is millisecond sometimes. Mm. So is there going to be any, uh, it, it, is the Swimhack YouTube going to make a resurgence anytime? Uh, I think the last video, the last video was your health update, wasn't it? Or was it? I miss anything? Yeah. Uh, so essentially, I went from being on the top of everything to kind of falling off, and that was just mm-hmm. a rough year. I didn't oh, want to. Yeah. I didn't want to tell anybody what was going on. It was real personal. I was just like, you know what? This is sucks because, you know, if I'm not putting out heavy content, I mean, I, I'm familiar with the social media game. If you're not the most beautiful person on on social media, you're not going to get a bunch of likes. If you're not putting out good heavy lifts or entertainment or something you're going to lose followers. You're not going to get a lot of likes. And so I knew that was coming because I was like, okay, I've fallen off a little bit, but I'm also not going to ramp up things if it jeopardizes my health. So I had to back off and just had to deal with some personal junk and it opened my eyes to a lot of things and essentially kind of starting back over, if you will, but seeing the mountain that I'm climbing from a different perspective. And when I look at 700 pounds now, it's so far in the distance. It's not even funny. But that doesn't mean it's not going to fall. It just means that I've got a little bit longer to go to get there. And, you know, if you guys have seen my MO from all my other things in my life, I'm not going to back down from a challenge. So if this makes it harder, well, you just made it easier for me because I have no more ammunition to, to throw at it. So, but yeah, I pretty much just took a break from all video editing. I wasn't posting anything heavy, so I didn't think like it would be worth. I know I have been videoing pretty much every set that I've done since I had my stroke. Just for the sake that I want to make sure my technique is good. I'm like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to be knocked down on my butt, I might as well use this to my advantage. Perfect my technique, perfect my nutrition, my rest, my recovery, everything. And, and start like I'm a brand new lifter again. And maybe some of the mistakes I made along the way, I could fix it mm-hmm. and not have that problem this next time. And then when I get to that uh, fitness level again, the health issues are not there. And it's just going to be the perfect storm to do the right thing and, and to blow some records away. So. Well, that'll be awesome. We'll be we'll be rooting for you. Uh, 
you had mentioned uh, climbing a mountain there, I think. So I think that'll segue into our, uh, we do a, you know, a little Mount Rushmore. Uh, I still can't remember if the, they stole it from us or we stole it from them, but we're going to do a, uh, basically just your, your top four of this genre or of this, the topic that we're going to ask you about. So the one that I picked for you this week, um, I'm going to go with bench press accessories. And you can take that as an accessory movement or an accessory, you know, a bench variation, if you will, however you want to take it. But uh, top four of the Mount Rushmore for, uh, you know, how to get a bigger bench, if you will. Okay, let's see. Uh, static holds are, are a big one for me just because it's, it's uh, be able to work that top strength. Uh, triceps are obviously something that I have been a, naming my dog after. <laughs> but triceps <laughs> nice. being a huge mover in the bench press. Uh, and honestly, I think they're the secret sauce. If you can get triceps super, super strong and you're able to have a, a good bottom of your bench, you're going to be able to rock at that. I mean, the Julius, myself, TD, Smash, uh, Thomas Davis, we all have very similar benches. And we're all coached by the same guy. So that has a little bit to do with it. But the way that we lift is just that speed. Uh, and it's very much tricep dominated. Uh, so it's it's like a piston. Uh, so I would definitely go with overhead. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, heavy holds. Static holds. Sta- yeah. Heavy holds. Static holds. Um, now, what's like a time frame? Like, okay, so you you, you literally you self unrack like what like a hundred pound like well so like like ten percent more than your max or something or is it kind of do you do you even like linear progress your static holds as well? So honestly, it really just kind of depends on that day. Like, if okay. I my top set's like six fifty for one, I might do a, a static hold of eight fifty. Uh, but what I'll do is, and I'm not gonna lie, a little bit a little bit of his ego because mm-hmm. I need to be a little bit on the edge or at least at some point in my career, that's the way I felt. And I still feel that way a little bit, but safer is, um, you know, if I, I did six fifty in the top set, I might put 700 on there to do a static hold. And then I would feel that. And I'm like, Oh, that actually didn't feel too bad. I might slide 750 on there. And if that doesn't feel too bad for a 10 second, five second hold or something okay. like that, five, uh, I might jump it up to 800. And then at that point, I'm like, okay, this is just getting silly because now I'm holding like over the world record. And, uh, you know, I've, I've done 837, I think it was, was my top 10 second uh, static hold. And plus, it's just, it's good for the mental game because you're holding that much weight that's clearly 200 some odd pounds above your max. And it makes the weight feel lighter the next time that you unrack it, regardless of the weight is. You know, there could be, just a hundred pounds less, but that's a lot less than what you just held. And so your body doesn't get freaked out by it. Uh, so it can help your mental game as well. So uh, static holds for sure. One, I'm going to write these down. So I have my own mm-hmm. list. Absolutely. Static holds for sure. We get cheat cheat for everybody. Uh-huh. Um, slingshot. I like overloads. So I'm definitely big into overloads for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, static holds. Slingshot work. J impresses back to the triceps. I've tried doing the J. I'm like, I've got, I've got the elite FTS SSB. I've like taken the handles off and tried to, I mean, it's probably been years since I tried it once, but I just, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not a man that embraces change very well or new things. So it's always hard for me to do something like that foreign. Like, I mean, it's like, it's like a, but uh, maybe I should, should reassess that. Cause I do a lot of, I see a lot of people have, you know, enjoy it and have good luck and can just annihilate the triceps with it. For sure. Uh, Seal Rose is probably, I'm going to move that up to the top, even above static holds, because okay. uh, strong back, uh, Seal Rose, inclined chest supported rows, one arm dumbbell rows, anything where you're rowing, 
Uh, it's going to build that back up, lap pull downs, things like that. Um, favorite accessories. So, Makes so sense. I would round it out with seal rose, static hold, slingshot, JM press. Love it. Everyone go, uh, imp, you know, imp, implement that in your training the next couple of weeks and see if you can uh, bench 500 or not. All right. <laughs> the video. Yeah, no, we appreciate that. That was, uh, was some good, some good info there. Um, I think you can probably honest. Uh, do you have anything jumping out at you before we move into unpaid and underrated, Joey? Nah, I got my rat tail joke in. I'm absolutely uh, content. All right. <laughs> so, Big James, we have, we have uh, well, I've been, I feel like I've been monopolizing. So, I'll let Joey introduce a little unpaid and underrated for you. So, essentially, unpaid and underrated is the game you are used to having played twice before, um, which is overrated or underrated. Um, but we would classify unpaid as overrated and underrated as underrated um, because it's a play on the name of our podcast. So we've got a couple things that, you know, are, are, are you specific? And of course, there's no writing the line. You have your druthers as usual. Uh, I'm going to go first. I think I'll take sure. one or two of them. Usually it's the other way around, but uh, I'm feeling spicy today. Let's do it. Um. Unpaid or underrated? Waffle House. Mm. So I've actually not, and I'm going to get killed for saying this. I am not a huge fan of Waffle House. I like the puns and the memes, and you know, obviously Josh Bryant talks about them all the time. And I love the content, but I grew up like Denny's, IHOP, those kind of things. So Waffle House, I, maybe I'm deprived. I'm, I'm sure I am, but. Um, I just never went in, didn't, didn't really know anything about it. So I'm going to go with um, unpaid. All right. That's yeah, that, rated, right. Yeah. 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 That, that's the car choice. Yeah. Nobody wants to be unpaid. So, yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to be unpaid. Uh, okay. So this one needs a little backstory. And I don't know if you happen to listen to the episode with Big Grayson. Um, um, but Big Grayson has a very uh, popular unpaid and underrated uh, lore story where he thought when they were out for sushi that um, he would enjoy the guacamole that they put on his plate with his sushi. Wasabi. So unpaid or underrated, very spicy guacamole. <laughs> hmm. I'm going to go with underrated. Yeah. I do like uh, a good scoop of wasabi, a little spice. Kick you in the butt when you're expecting sure. it. Of course, Big Grayson was of not course. expecting it. He thought, and, he I, thought and it was smooth guacamole, and it was. Oh, I'd never laughed so hard. Yeah, it was <laughs> it the funniest is, story. Was, well, because I was yeah. wondering, I was like, at what point did you think guacamole went on raw fish? I think that was my biggest question there. And the texture uh, is not a that of guacamole. No, kind of a chalky. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's mustard with horseradish in it, and it goes. Uh -huh directly up uh, your nose so yep. yeah he that's the big story there is i wanted to bring you into that version of the of our lore um but also like get your opinion on like wasabi do you do the thing where you like throw it in the soy sauce and dip dip mm -hmm. yep yeah yeah I mean, apparently you're not supposed to do that but like that's the best thing ever you're not supposed to rub the chopsticks together all the things but sometimes it's show you just i'm here to eat yeah i don't want splinters like I, at home, yeah. I use aluminum chopsticks and okay, I had yeah. some bamboo ones. So I never got the splinters with the cheap press board ones. 
But like when you're out and they give you those disposable garbage ones, you got to do that because you're going to get uh-huh. splinters in them. Yeah. All right. Uh, my last one. Unpaid or underrated? Ghost Strong. Ghost Strong is definitely underrated. I don't have to explain that, do I? <laughs> uh, well, well it, it was technically Ghost Strong Equipment because Ghost Strong is just a t-shirt company now. And yeah. Ghost Strong Equipment is the defunct, you know, amazing company that doesn't exist anymore, the metal fabrication company. Yeah. Uh, that, that James is, Jim is an, almost entirely outfitted of with all, at least all your big Pretty pieces. Yeah. Everything but the lap pull down, um, but all the same quality. I mean, good stuff. Uh, underrated. Yeah, because when you sold, you, they sold to Rogue, didn't they? Yeah, uh, basically, they like they closed down as a company and sold, like they they sold all their intellectual stuff. But Rogue really only produces like three of their items right now. Both of their what are they what are they producing? Uh, so their 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 heavy duty combo rack, their 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 basic combo rack, which is basically like an ER combo and then the the ghost roller jacobs to my knowledge it's the only three things they're doing uh they, they i'm assuming they technically own the patents for anything else but those are the only three things they're actively producing so two two Do they get rid of the name altogether they don't put the brand uh, on there at all it's no it's so it's it's still ghost like it, it's like it might i think it might be rogue it might be branded rogue as well somewhere on it but it still has the ghost flaming skull and everything because like like i said they're i think their biggest thing is the well i guess it'd probably be the probably the biggest seller that by 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 Jacobs. amount of items would be the yeah the jacobs uh but then the uh the basically if you want the best combo rack in the world it would, it would have been probably the one that ghost made five years ago before they shut down but now the only one you can kind of get is the the rogue one but rogue won't do any customization on it hardly so i've got i got a buddy that has one he had to get like you know aftermarket customization to get like his logo and shit put on it but uh I, do I own anything? I don't take. No, I don't. I don't own anything from Ghost personally. I tried their Jacobs at the Arnold. Uh, I don't know. I, I I have the Irwin Fitness Roller Jacobs, and I, they're just like they're. I feel like they're like twice as heavy as the Ghost Roller Jacobs, and they're just. I don't know. I think they're pretty the cat's ass, but uh, I I know a lot of. I have a lot of friends that are like really into the Ghost stuff. Do you have the? Sorry. Do you have Do you have the Ghost calibrated plates as well? Nice. Got so two full sets of it and a Rogue set. So can't beat Plenty it. Of weights. And and you yeah. you ended up you started out with a little bit of a rogue gem too, and then kind of almost immediately turned around and spent what probably like thirty grand on ghost stuff. Well, so ghost actually supplied my whole gym for free as a sponsor oh, okay. athlete. Yeah, gotcha, um, perfect. Okay, I um, well actually Tim from Ghost reached out to me right around when COVID was shutting gyms down. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my last videos, uh, right right when COVID hit, was uh, training for the Arnold. I was trying to do uh, seven hundred squat for reps. Uh, 600 bench for reps, 800 deadlift for reps. And so I was training that way, uh, leading up to the Arnold. And uh, one of the last training days, I was at a local gym where a couple of days before the, the sheriff's department, all the you know police law enforcement, they're like, hey, you know, the world's shutting down. You're not allowed to leave your house, not allowed to go to the gym. You know, gyms, you know, are not supposed to be open. And naturally being the Red Books just kid and kind of rebel, rebellious person that I am, I said, well, I'm going to go train and figure it out. Just kind of quietly went to a gym, parked, and was working out. I had six sixty or something on the bar, uh, one of my last training days, and um, was going for like a double. And as soon as I started to unrack the the weight, sheriff walks in. I was like, "You guys got to get out of here. You're not allowed to be in here working out. I'm gonna start writing tickets if you guys don't leave." So I went home and I had one Texas Power Bar that Texas Power Bars gave me five years ago, six years ago, and I had 130 pounds worth of sand filled weights essentially 
Um, and I did floor presses with the bar plus maybe, maybe 200 pounds on the bar for just reps. And then I filled up two big uh, five-gallon water jugs and roped them or tied them to the end of like a, a broomstick. And I even tied them to the to the barbell with this weight on there so I could deadlift maybe 400 pounds worth of weight. Uh, and I was videoing this on YouTube, like, you know, kind of bummed out saying, all right, I'm still training. You know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And it was a little bit of a, um, a business gain to it is I knew that a lot of my training clients that bought my programs wouldn't have access to gyms. No, that makes sense. And I wasn't going to be able to essentially make money online. Uh, so I was like, I need to pivot and figure out a way to cater to people that will not have equipment. And, and can I still sell them a program? It still makes some income here. Uh, with this uh, with this platform, and so I started using that as kind of a way to segue into. You don't have to have a full gym to get a good workout, and you can do body weight stuff. You can have bands, and so I created the, the Swim Hack No Gym uh, program, and that essentially kept business kind of rolling in through COVID when when the whole world shut down, and I had clients from all over the world that were like, "Hey, I can't work out because my gym's closing. I don't have any weights at home." So, but yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, sorry, I kind of stole Joey's. Uh, that was like the one that I really wanted to talk about. So I was like, oh, Joey's not going to know what to say about ghost. No, great, do it. So I'm going to yeah. jump right in. Uh, so I, uh, I ended up, I ended up lifting trees at some point, like during yeah. all of that. Like I, we, we had in the backyard, we had to cut down a tree. Yeah, and I said to like, I was like, no, leave that one, leave that one. Don't cut that one into pieces. And I would just go in the backyard and just like Viking press this tree because that was before I had a rack and everything. Right. So yeah, you do, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. I was, I was, I was lucky. My, I established my gym in like 2015, I think. So it's like, I didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't have that, uh, that, that struggle that everyone else did as they were like, Oh, well I guess I'll start a gym in 2020. Uh, so, okay. Well, so you half, halfway through or uh, unpaid or underrated. I'll get us back on track here after I kind of segue there about go strong equipment for 10 minutes. Um, what do you think about cold plunges unpaid or underrated? Cold plunges. They're definitely unpaid. Okay. Unpaid for sure. Uh, there is benefits that I still like, and I still will indulge in them. I'm in the middle of cleaning it right now. So it's, it's, doesn't have any water in it, but the next couple weeks I'm hoping to get it back up. And uh, I haven't changed the water in that thing in like almost two years, so Ooh. it's not like it's dirty water. Uh, it's it's got an ozonator and a filter, and okay. it stays uh, it stays clean. I just I didn't feel right about you know it's been like 900 days or something, you know, not 900, but you know, two years, right. and um, it's it's not the uh, the fresh water that was in there when I first put it in. So just to to stay sanitary, I. So I had to clean it out, and I just had to put water back in it yet. But I'm also not lifting super, super heavy right now, and I'm not beating myself up. So I really don't need the recovery as much now as I used to. So there's that, too. Gotcha. No, that makes sense. Um, so let's it, see. It was just yeah. it was just swim hack gazpacho. That's all it was. <laughs> this, this, well, everything <laughs> is a super sandwich, right? Or a super salad? <laughs> everything is a super sandwich. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, to harken back so we kind of have our own like like as you're in i know you said you're you're 
you, sometimes you feel like you're behind on some of the masonomics lore. Yeah, we've, got our, we've got our we've got our own freaking lore and puns. Like we've got stuff here that like, and sometimes I forget. Like, is this something we started and only we get, or is this like a masonomics thing and everyone gets it? Because it's like it's stuff that we've talked about for forty weeks. Seems like maybe everyone doesn't get it. I don't remember, but uh, yeah. When I I had mentioned that all, all food is either a soup or a sandwich, and it just like. Keith had like a breakdown on that <laughs> podcast because he was like, no, that's not possible. And then I think it was start really breaking it down. Start making sense. Yeah, it does. And every, I think the person on the podcast, it might've been Bryce, I think. Cause Bryce was just, not sure. he was like agreed. And him and I were just like against you as you were trying to like, no, it's not. <laughs> and him and I were both like, yeah, they, everything is, it was really funny. And the story <laughs> might drop. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, all right. So, to, to carry on to a, a you know another body of water here more or less so unpaid or underrated up uh, underrated Jesus unpaid or underrated swim fan the movie swim fan I'm having to remember that oh okay it was it was like an early <laughs> I, no I, I do I remember uh, I just I vaguely remember scenes of it yeah um, stalker. Yeah, yeah, the, the 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 girl ended up stalking the guy, right? And if I remember, yep. so uh, um, let's go underrated. Okay, no, solely because it's swimming based, or because uh, I mentioned that was probably you were you were probably yeah. in high school or like early twenties when that came out. I think right. I feel like that came yeah, out that in was, the early two thousands. I was twenty, early twenties. Okay, yeah, I feel like I was in high school when that came out. So. Uh, good to know. So underrated on swim fan. So my last one here is the one I'm probably most intrigued about just for, for selfish reasons. Cause I like talking about, you know, lifting stuff. So, uh, unpaid or underrated board pressing. Board pressing unpaid. Board really? pressing is just partial. Yeah. I'm not really a huge fan, but also I think it's a lot, it's, it's more geared for, uh, well, it's geared more for geared lifters Yeah, true. Uh, because of the partial and not being able to get all the way down to your chest. But, even like I have the bench blocks and I, I use them as much as I can because I want to incorporate any kind of accessories that I can. But mm-hmm. I don't honestly find in my own training that partials are really that beneficial because I typically want to train the full range of motion. It's harder, but every rep is perfected as far as I'm concerned. That means I can do 10,000 of those leading up to a meet three years from now. And if every one of those reps was perfect, full range, then nothing should change on meet day. And it just makes me confident that i can be able to perform the way i need to perform no that makes sense i i i implement the board per hour well the bench block and i don't I'm, i don't typically have well i do have people down here but i don't i don't want to do the whole here's a two by four here's you know here's two two by fours all that i just like i I'm a, I'm a big fan of the you know both sizes of the bench block i use them somewhat regularly uh but it's always on a secondary day i've never made it like my main focus day or anything uh and, and, it, and it does like it will you know ebb and flow as i change my secondary bench you know i'm not board pressing 20 you know 365 it's like one or two blocks out of the year will be have have boards on them but i'm, I'm currently doing right now and i just I, I i i get the whole uh heavy hold aspect out of it for me unracking fucking 30 40 50 i mean my three board i can literally do almost like 70 pounds 80 pounds more than my regular comp bench but it's just like unracking that much weight and feeling it and you know getting those like 
I wouldn't say, uh, but it, that's what also intrigued me with the uh, what you were talking about heavy holds. Is just I've, I guess I've never you know a board press. It's what it can be like a second and a half, two three seconds at the most, I guess, versus unracking that same seventy to one hundred pounds more and actually holding it for ten seconds. I might actually try that uh, tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I've, I could see, I can see why people don't like board pressing, but I look at it as for me, it, it's the only, it, it annihilates my triceps in a completely different way that I never got from just like a press down or something, but maybe, I don't know. I think the biggest thing is it's a mental, uh, way to kind of deal with, okay, I've got something that I don't have to, I can, I can rest it where I think it's on my chest, but you're, you're able to do less energy or use less energy through the rep because you're, you're stopping obviously shorter. But you're you're not relying on having to do like a spoto press where you have to stay time under tension the whole time. But when you hit that board, there's a sense of relaxing that maybe you don't you know literally relax, but that's where you can stop putting a lot of force into the bar essentially, or ideally, and then you're going back through the reps. So I just I I normally if somebody's really needing board press work, I typically try to focus on okay if you're still off the chest. Let's do a lot more flies. Let's do a lot more back work. Let's actually get your pecs stronger. So that way that portion of the lift is faster, stronger, more efficient. And the next time we go to do a full range uh, of motion lift, you're not going to see that same slowdown in that area. So it's doing the same thing. It's just a different approach, more of a holistic approach, uh, kind of a natural versus, I mean, I'm, I'm all for accessories, but every now and then I like to just go to the basics. So it's just barbell movements. Just keep it simple one or two exercises a day and be done just get really really good and strong at those events and then everything else kind of falls into place makes sense well uh how many times a week are you benching or like i guess if you were if you were like well i guess you know because right now you're obviously not training for me or anything but like i don't know it's like can there's i can't imagine you're doing a comp bench twice a week like working over 600 pounds right no no no. i'm i most of the year i'm down in the 300 to 400 pound range um backed off significantly but it's still enough weight that 300 pounds 300 pounds you can get a lot of work oh, done yeah. i mean most no, people are, are wouldn't trying know, to get to 225 or 315 or whatever yeah, but ch- chasing 300 <laughs> hey uh we're all where we're at and uh when it comes down to it it's just i'm used to training at a, a lot higher level uh i've been a little bit on a kind of a i guess a handicap if you will this last year so my weights have been down further but i've also been able to use that to build up like i said uh but you know 300 pounds or so on the bar uh cool okay uh well this is joey's got something i think nope okay so this is where we uh, we're at the you know section where the guest uh aka swim hack has the opportunity to ask us anything or anything we missed that you wanted to cover or any specific questions uh it's entirely up to you. We can you can cut it in a minute, or if you have anything you want to talk about, let's roll. I feel bad. I don't really have any questions, but that's not to say that you guys aren't interesting. <laughs> it, it's, it's I kind of figured we w- wouldn't because, like I said, like I said, you're you're our first guest that uh, you know doesn't necessarily know Joey and I personally, as well as everyone else we've talked to. You know, we we're essentially like you know know each other a lot. We had, had a lot more you know banter going into the episode. Discord, so, things like yeah. That. Yeah, so I'm not, you know, so not a big deal at all. Um, we can just go ahead and, uh, I guess, start the outro then, I guess. That was quick. All right. Uh, yeah, two hours. Oh, I'm excited to be under two yeah, hours. Right I'll be mind. honest with you on that one. Because, yeah, sometimes this goes for three and a half hours and I have to get up for work or training the next day. And I'm just like, no, this is so much. So, 
Well, you guys um, can thank me later on, get your time back. <laughs> no, that's, that's much obliged. Um, so yeah. Um, you know, use our code for any of our affiliates. Uh, find us at unpaid and underrated podcast on Instagram. You probably, like I said, already following us on that one. Uh, we did learn recently that you're probably not following me for whatever reason. <laughs> um, because yeah, uh, James, we, I used to always do this outro and go, well, I'm not even going to give my Instagram. Cause if you're listening to this podcast, you follow me. And then like one week I got like 20 new followers and I was like, I guess that's not necessarily true. People are just not following me from the podcast. So yeah, you can find me at underscore Joey. No, wait. <laughs> at Joey underscore Malesko, M-L-E-C-Z-K-O. Um, uh, yeah, find me on Discord. Don't find me on Discord. Uh, Big Joey, like, there's a thousand Big Joeys out there on Discord, so. And then where can we find you guys? Uh, so, um, Keith County Cat 73 go follow my Orange Gym, the No Wine Cellar. And but most importantly is don't go follow Big Matt because, again, he stood us up. He was supposed to be on here. He had a couple questions lined up for uh, Swim Hack that he was specifically going to ask him. And then he just ghosted us uh, right at the end. So do not go follow Big Matt. Uh, so, James, where are we going to find you at, buddy? Well, let's make it easy. If you just Google James Strickland or Swim Hack, you'll find all my stuff. BenchOnly.com, Beyond Bench Press, Swim Hack is all the socials and the only one that's different is Facebook Swim Hack Powerlifter. All right, love it. So, as Joey mentioned, uh, use use code unpaid for everything for us if you uh, want to oblige us with any of our affiliates. And, and uh, until then, we'll see you next Tuesday. Uh-huh.